What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Kendrick Gray, the Dreadlock Blair, and we are back with the weekly wrap-up. Uh, you guys probably are aware that I kind of took a break with the show for a minute. I, I honestly don't know how long the break was. It <laughs> kind of seemed like so long ago I did it. But I said I was going to start fresh back up in February, and here we are. Of course, you know the weekly wrap-up is my weekly live stream where I recap everything dealing with entertainment that happens throughout the previous week essentially so i will definitely try to stick to being very what's the word i'm looking for very consistent basically with this again you know because i actually do enjoy doing this and i enjoy recapping everything that goes on during the week as far as like tv movie video games sports if you want to call it that to a degree i am actually joined by two awesome guests i'm joined by darnell and robert known as the watching it podcast um say what's up to the folks watching hey, hey everybody yep i'm darnell glad to be here this is robert and um, uh yeah no we're from the uh watching it podcast uh we just you know, we cover we cover a lot of entertainment ourselves mainly just some tv shows and movies and uh yeah just just been doing it for a little bit over a year now, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about to about to come up on our hundredth episode here in a couple of months. Nice, yep. super exciting. Yeah, yeah. So more, so more than likely, you'll be seeing a lot of us working together within the next couple of months or so. Um, I, I, I never, I never have never really had the chance to have guests on the weekly and wrap up with me. So I thought this would be an awesome opportunity for us to definitely like join up and definitely just talk about everything that's dropped within this past week or so. So, um, it's been a lot. It's yes. Been a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot. Like, um, I know I sent you guys my pretty much my itinerary, but I know a lot of stuff dropped with after I sent that to you also. So if there's, there's any, also some, some, some major developments in a couple of these. Yeah. As well. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about Joe Rogan. Let me tell you. So, yeah. So um, <laughs> we were going to be talking about COVID. Now it's going to be a white guy. Yeah. With a couple black guys talking about the N word. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to like, share, comment, follow us or follow me on any of the platforms. Um, everything for watching the podcast will be in the description box also. So all that information, if you want to give them a follow and subscribe to their podcast, you can do that also. Um, I've listened to a couple of their shows. I think it's awesome. And I'm very glad to get, have you guys on the show. And most importantly, please be sure to let us know that if you can hear us, you know, streaming, can always be hit or miss depending on how you hear us, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna assume that you're we're coming in pretty clear. So if not, please let us know. But it looks like we are coming in fairly clear. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Um. All that being said, let's just get right into it. As they said, it's <laughs> it's been a busy week. It's been it's been very busy. Um. Some of the stories here are gonna have. Not too much to talk about. And some of them, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So we're just going to jump right into the movie news. And the movie news is pretty simple. Like, for instance, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife finally released on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Um, it dropped on streaming platforms 
early January. I think around this same time in January, they dropped on like Amazon Prime and things like that. As a ghost head myself, I said I was going to wait for like the ultimate edition to drop. Now, while that cost a pretty penny, I haven't purchased that yet. <laughs> so you gotta, now you got to wait for like the four piece like box set. Yeah. And then they'll announce another one. Then you have to wait yeah. for the five piece I, box I, set. I was to say, uh, I, I, with the, I wondered, I, didn't, I wasn't sure. Is ghost head a term? I wasn't sure if that was a term. No. <laughs> so, so yes, ghost heads is a ghost head is a term that refers to anyone who's in like an extreme Ghostbuster fan. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like there was a missed opportunity to call that fan base busters. Mm, yeah. Mm, that would have been, that yeah. part, that'd be better. Ghost has pretty good. And I think it officially got coined that term when it, when the documentary came out. There's a documentary actually called Ghost Heads, and it's about people uh, all, all okay. over that are like super fans of like the Ghostbusters franchise. So everyone just adopted that term who's been like an extreme Ghostbuster fan, like. My extent to my love for Ghostbusters is I've owned, well, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever owned the VHSs. My family did. So there's that. But I've owned the regular, I've owned the regular DVDs. I've owned Blu-rays. The last, the latest Ghostbusters thing I bought was like the 4K Blu-ray of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Um... I have my own. Are you big into the cartoon? Oh, very much. Very much. Yeah, Oh yeah, Brands. Mm-hmm. Because there, there were there were there were there was two. Oh, I do I do like the new Ghostbusters where they had the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, yeah ex- extreme. Ghostbusters extreme. Yes. Extreme go- yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so '90s feeling. <laughs> the extreme version. Well, if you remember, that was like with everything that we had: extreme Ghostbusters, we had GI Joe Extreme. Um, yeah. Something else extreme. It was like the big thing in like the mid late nineties. Well, you had extreme, or if if your the title of your show had an X, you had a big like extreme X. Yeah, that, yeah. that X was always gigantic, and it, just throwing X's in where they didn't belong. Yeah, you know, they just feel like. You know, we're going to spell this, you know, but instead of a K, we're going to use an X. I'm like, I don't think that works. Like, we're doing it. <laughs> I mean, but somehow it did. It- Grab people's attention. I mean, I can tell you, I never really watched G.I. Joe Extreme, but I was never a big G.I. Joe fan. Yeah. So that didn't really do much much of anything. But yeah, the the whole Extreme period, that was a time. I don't think anybody, I don't think there's a really large G.I. Joe fan base. I know it's out there, but I think it was just like, that's what there was to watch on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And it had laser beams. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and Sergeant Slaughter from wrestling. So it's like that's yeah. that's cool. But like, you know, if it wasn't Ghostbusters or Transformers or you know, yeah, G.I. Joe was kinda like the de facto thing to just watch because it was a cartoon, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I was never a big G.I. Joe person. You know. Yeah, but Ghostbusters Afterlife was fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unexpectedly so. I thought it was could have easily flopped. It really um, could have. And, and it was just great. I mean, for me, well, I mean, one of the parts that made it as good as it was was they paid homage to the originals. Mm-hmm. You know, they but not they, gratuitous, not gratuitous. Not gratuitous. No, no, it was its own. Afterlife was its own movie, but they still acknowledged and paid homage to the originals, which I just thought like that was definitely needed. That was something that was missing from the other, which I will not mention, other Ghostbusters movie mm-hmm. that came out. Um, was yeah. Just seeing that, seeing the, the the heart of what originally was made in the first movie yeah. and continuing on in Afterlife. So, yeah, that no, was fantastic. I mean, I've, I've talked because me and my brothers, 
we're all we're we're all ghost heads. Like it started with my older brother, then it went to me, and then it went to my younger brother. So we're like super fans. Um, I, I will say the one thing I was a little skittish about going into Afterlife was how, what they were going to do with um Egon. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I will admit I I I enjoyed everything they did with him. Like from the from the well, opening, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was perfect there at the very I mean, end. Like, but but the way they had him in there up to that point was was yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, I did, I enjoyed everything. And to me, I think Ghostbusters Afterlife was a good bookend to at least that era of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what they're going to be doing in the near future because pretty clear we're probably gonna get another ghostbusters movie who knows how long oh, they definitely you know, they yeah. definitely set it up for that yeah so yeah you know what they, they ever wanted to leave that door open yeah <laughs> so whatever they plan on doing we'll have to wait and see but like i said as far as like the ultimate edition with the ghostbusters ghostbusters 2 ghostbusters afterlife all the special features and deleted scenes and stuff That'll be a while before I pick that up. But my birthday is this month, so if any one of you guys watching wants to <laughs> gift me, you know, the Ultimate Edition, I wouldn't be adverse to that. My address is in the description box, so <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. But um, um, other than, aside from that, we also got new photos of the Batman, and I think we got a couple of TV spots this week also. For the Batman, yeah. um, I mean it, it looks it looks like it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, uh, and I'll def I'll absolutely watch it. I think Robert Patterson is such a an interesting choice. Yeah, you know, like that's that that's on the level with like when they brought Heath Ledger in as the Joker, and everyone yes. was like, "What the hell are you thinking?" Mm-hmm. And then it turned out to be like, "Well, we can never think that again." Yeah. Yes, and you know, I haven't like when someone told me Robert Patterson, I was like, "Huh, that's an interesting choice," and they were like. This was they were Robert Patterson fans, and they're like, "Why do you think it's a bad idea?" I'm like, "No, no, no, we can't say that anymore." Yeah, no, yeah. not after Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Um, and from the trailers, it looks like it's gonna be really good. I do not, I do not like what it looks like they're gonna do with uh, the Riddler. Yeah, I, I, I don't like him being so dark. He needs to be a little more flamboyant yeah. and light. I, I, in my book. My fear with this movie, I'm of course I'm going to see it, and I'm I'm actually on the side of Robert Pattinson. I think is probably going to do a pretty good job. I don't have much to go off of, but one thing people point out point to is like, well, yeah, everybody looks down at him because he was in Twilight, but like that was a gig, and that was how he got his foot in the door. Right. And now it's time for me to write. So I'm like, yeah, he he's more than just the guy he was in Twilight. He's an mm-hmm. actor, and he knows what he's doing. Um. So, but my big thing is like it's the same folly. I think that they're 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 skating really close. Not Batman is a dark character. Yeah. But they're just going like I don't know. I feel like they might be sticking too close to what I call the Snyder effect of mm-hmm. everything needs to be overly dark and overly violent, and Batman needs to kill. And so I'm a little nervous about that, just because I'm like, I I've never been a fan of that. Um that style of Batman, my, my thing is I've always viewed Batman and he doesn't kill. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what makes him Batman and not just, you know, the Punisher or any other, right. you know, vigilante out there. So, yeah, my thing is just, yeah, seeing what, what they do with that. But like I said, I'm trying to, I don't want to judge it too much because like I said, they don't know what it's going to be until it comes out. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's rumors that it might spin off into us getting a Nightwing movie who is one of my favorite heroes. So, but yeah, I would like to see a Nightwing movie in the, in the style they're going to do yeah. the Batman in. Um, I mean, really, what I want is I want James Gunn to get the kings to the ca- the keys to the castle, 
like he would do what he's doing with Peacemaker for like Superman and Batman and all the rest of them and yeah. just make it make it deep but also like comical and quirky. It's interesting that you bring that up because there's been a lot of people that have that same sentiment about James Gunn taking the reins. I think he mentioned that he didn't really want to do that. And I guess from working with Marvel, that's kind of what soured him maybe. I mean, I got to go back and read that. But, you know, after seeing The Suicide Squad and then watching Peacemaker, and we're going to talk about Peacemaker a little bit later in the stream, but... What he did with Peacemaker, a character that I only knew a little bit of, but... <laughs> yeah, to, I, I didn't know who Peacemaker was. To take a character like that, and, and, and I know a lot of people are like, why is he getting his own show? Why is I Peacemaker mean, getting his own show? But then it's like, you watch it, and it's like, this is really good. <laughs> I, I think at this point, you kind of got to look at it as a James Gunn special, because like, yeah. his <laughs> first thing was the Guardians of the Galaxy, and everybody went to the Guardians of the Galaxy. So like, what is this team? Who are exactly. these guys? Yeah, and I was the same way. Marvel's best movies. Yep. And then, like you said, then like the Suicide Squad. Even though there was a Su- Suicide Squad movie before that, they're not a uh, huge. They're probably more known than the Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're not mm-hmm. huge in the DC community, and definitely not Peacemaker. And then he just goes and he just makes this fantastic movie and follows mm-hmm. up with this TV series. Just right. like, yeah, suddenly, suddenly you do know who Peacemaker is, and you want more of them. You know, exactly. like, go from from who the hell is this to like hell yeah I'm no like, I, yeah. I i love that they keep like shoveling stuff to james gunn like from the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. and then he's like oh yeah oh yeah you're gonna give me this pile of shit see what i do with it like, <laughs> like, I'm like i'll show you how to make a fantastic movie <laughs> <laughs> but um like that's what he gets up in the morning and says <laughs> exactly but um just jumping back to the batman you know I, like i remember when they had even when the idea of the Batman was brought up. You know, this was at the time where we were still in the thoughts of Ben Affleck being Batman for the DCEU. Oh, and don't even bring it up. Oh, it and then he And he was trying so hard to get his standalone Batman movie together. And then things yeah, just kept falling that's through. That's what it was supposed to be originally. And then Matt Reeves stepped in. And even just recently, he stated that, you know, the movie that Ben Affleck wanted to make was actually pretty sound. But I wasn't the director for it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, thankfully, they gave him a chance to create his own thing. And then, you know, the, the whole speculation started to circle around. Like, all right, who's going to play the Batman in this movie if it's not going to be Ben Affleck? And I yeah. remember when Robert Pattinson's name popped up. And I was, and the first thing I said was like, you know what? That could probably work. Why the hell not? Go ahead. You know, and, and like you said, everybody's so wrapped up on the fact that, oh, he's Edward Cullen from Twilight. I'm like, you know how long ago Twilight was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think it's it's the same um, him and then who is it? Uh, Daniel Redcliffe. But he's right. doing a really good job of showing who he is outside of mm-hmm. uh, everybody. But yeah, oh, but Daniel Radcliffe has like a billion dollars. He can do oh, whatever. Yeah. So he's just having fun doing all but, these I mean, and, But that's what I'm saying, though, is like with Daniel Radcliffe, Everybody saw him as Harry Potter, just mm-hmm. like everybody saw Robert Pattinson as Edward. I don't know what his last name is, but Edward from Twilight. And I, that's one with Daniel. And if Robert follows this kind of formula and can do well with it, that's what uh, Daniel Radcliffe did. He's like, oh, by doing all these weird off the wall indie movies, people have finally been able to be like, he's not just Harry Potter. Exactly. He, he's he's yeah. his own character. Um, so much to the extent that he went back and they did the Harry Potter reunion. And it wasn't just like, oh, there's Harry Potter. I was like, oh, that's Daniel Radcliffe. Right. Been in other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know. pe- pe- people people get so wrapped up on 
I guess the thing that makes people famous, because, okay, yes, the Twilight franchise made Robert Pattinson famous. But like you said, at the end of the end, and I think for most of that cast, it was just a check. All right. Yep. They, they they knew yeah. what they were doing. They knew what kind of movie they were what kind of movies they were making for teen for teen girls and stuff that were like super head over heels for this crap. Like, listen, I'm gonna go ahead, get this easy money, and then I'm gonna go do my own crap. I mean your name out there. Even Kristen Stewart, she's graduated beyond Twilight thing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. She has done a lot of really great roles. I mean, now she's out here playing Princess Diana. I mean, one of the criticisms that it makes you wonder if it's the content and the schedule and the the script and not her, or not makes you wonder because you can see it now. Mm -hmm. But like when she was in Twilight, everyone's just like, she is just so flat and just has like no emotional spectrum. And then you see her and stuff now, and you're like, oh. It probably because, like you were saying, for that it was just a check. Where now right. she's doing movies and stuff that she wants to do, and so she's putting her all in it. And so exactly. it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe it kind of reflects in the content when you're just like, yeah, this is just I just need to get my name out there and get a check, and then you know, then I can actually do some stuff that I want, some stuff of quality. Exactly. And spe- yeah, yeah. and speaking of quality, uh, let's move on to the three five five, which. Unfortunately, is another act female-led action movie that flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you guys who know, the Fleet Five Five was a high-octane action thriller that starred Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Penelope Cruz, and one other person. I'm, I'm forgetting the young lady's name, but um, it didn't do so well. It, it, yep. it didn't do so well. Um, I, so mm-hmm. I was gonna say. I'll be honest, before you sent sent this over, I didn't even hear about it. And a part of that, part of it, I think, is just post, well, not post, we're still in it, but it's COVID related because I feel like a lot of shows and movies just happen. All of, like it used to be like you get a huge run up to a movie coming out or a big show. And now I just feel like every time I turn around, it's just like, hey, you see that new movie with The Rock Drop? They're like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, it came out yesterday. And it's That's like, how you know it's bad. Everything comes out it. on streaming or just something. It's just all over the place. So, I, I'm not saying because it flopped because of this, but I will say like because like the you, Jessica Chastain and everybody just listed like those are some big actors. I feel like they, they should get get a run up to a movie they're going to be in, and I just feel like nope, just popped up out of nowhere. And so like I, I like I, said, I, call, I think it's just kind of the COVID effect on entertainment. It's stuff now just kind of just shows up, and you're just like except for stuff that is really big and really out there, just kind of like hey, here, here you go, here's 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 a new movie, and, it, and yeah, it's, just, it's hard to keep track of what's coming out all the time and, and you're not off because you know i i watched i watched a video from john campia and he said the same thing you know not even just about the 355 but like other movies like the um what is that the um the last duel another movie yep. was like that and it's like we're, we're living in a time mm-hmm. where movies that were supposed to come out either before or during the year when covid hit they had yep. to get pushed back so the media blitz that they would have normally had, they didn't have. And, and it's like you said, there's moments where it's like, hey, did you see this movie? Like, that movie dropped? I don't yeah. remember that movie coming out. Like, and yeah, if... That, yeah. Now, that, that reminds me of uh, uh, Wonder Woman 84. Right. Like, when that when that was supposed to come out, with, it didn't come out for like a year later. But it's like on the day with like the week running up to it's supposed to come out. All the all the shelves in the grocery store had Doritos bags that were mm-hmm. Wonder Woman eighty four, 
And those were gone long before the movie ever came out. And right. Everybody forgot about it. Yeah. And you know, so like, so the, I mean, there's that effect to consider, because one of the things I, I've I've tried to argue this before, but I've since stopped trying to argue it now because some people are just not not going to listen. You know, there's this big, there's this big thing about women being able to kick ass in movies. That a lot of people seem to have a lot of big, 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 it big to do with. And it's like, this isn't nothing new, guys. Between Kill Bill. I was about to say Kill Bill. Yeah. The the Alien franchise. Yeah. um, yeah. Underworld. Whatever female-led action movie you can think of, they've always done well. I don't know where this idea that women can't fight comes from. Because they absolutely can. But... Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a numbers game, right? Yes. I think if you take all the female action movies, the female-centric action movies, and and then look at a percentage of how many were flops and how many were awesome, you know, and then you do that for the in the male category, you're going to get the same percentages. It's yeah. just there's so many more male ones made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare. You know, you, you, you have the same percentages, but fewer are going to be in the female ca- category, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Just because there's not enough, so one one does, it, it it's they think of it as an outlier. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I think another thing that constantly comes up because you just list like so you listed Underworld, you listed Kill Bill, and you listed Alien, and I just think so many times when people start having this conversation, no one brings up the like it's so easy for some reason just to forget those movies exist, even though Kill Bill by far Uma Thurman is one of the most badass chicks in the world in that movie and mm-hmm. kicks so much ass and it's just one of those things of literally no one when they start talking about bad movies they bring up you know this 355 movie and other bad movies and no one i just for some reason no one ever pauses and goes, oh but what about kill bill right. <laughs> exactly. like, like it's just for some reason those are just forgotten when right. you're talking about email-led action movies so they're just like yeah no they don't make good ones and it's like yeah they do I mean, Underworld had what? Three, four, four, five? Like four or five installments. I think, it was, yeah. I think it was four main, and then they did that 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 spinoff. Well, and then look like, at what what about Resident Evil? Resident Evil. I, I didn't want to bring. I mean, it whether up, you like I Resident Evil or not, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Just, exactly. It's not close enough to the game. But hey, there's a reason and, they made like nine of those motherfuckers. I know. <laughs> it was a and, it's a and, personal right. <laughs> and no, but Donnell, I'm right there with you as far as the Resident Evil franchise because it's like this isn't what I played. But yeah, no, they definitely took liberties with the story for sure. We can't deny that it it made bank. Yeah, you know, people it, it people went to go see them. People went to go see the movie. So, you and, know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is going off on a tangent, but I'm gonna say, and because I started out watching the Resident Evil series, and I watched the first one, and the first one played in a very loose. Are we in the same universe as the games or not? Yeah. And so I enjoyed that one a lot because, like, while there were similarities, they never definitively said, "Oh." this is the same universe as the games where we right. see Jill and Chris. And so when it was in that era, I was okay with it. Cause I was like, yeah, okay. We're just living a different thing. Once they started bringing in the game characters into the movies, that's when I started having issues. Cause like yeah. in the games, these characters are the badasses. They're the heroes. Right. And then in the movies, like they're actually second tier mm-hmm. to this chick, which I have not, it's not because he's a girl. It's just because she doesn't exist in the universe. Not exactly. Right. And so that's what bugged me is I'm like, no, Jill, and Chris are badasses. And the fact that they're being saved by this random chick, I'm just like, no, I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. I would like to see a faithful <laughs> retelling, or like a reboot, where, like, for some reason, they've got to go to a typewriter and everything. Like, <laughs> right. And they're, like, chewing on leaves. 
I have not checked out Welcome to Raccoon City yet. Mm-hmm. From what oh, I from yeah. what from what I hear, it's very mixed. I'm it's very, a more I'm, faithful retelling, but I've heard that it's not as popular. Which I mean, that might be why the Resident Evil movies did so well, and why this one is is video game movies have never really hit off, and the Resident Evil movies made it clear they're not the video games, and so I think right. that might be why they were successful. Exactly. Um, and where where uh, actual Resident Evil movie about the video game is doomed to the fate of every right. video game movie of like right now touted it as the best and I'm not I'm not putting out this movie because I've heard it's good and I, I still need to see it and I'm probably gonna watch the sequel but right now the video game movie that's touted as the best video game movie ever made is Sonic the Hedgehog so that's saying something oh I've not watched that that is dangerous territory <laughs> I I will go on record to say as a again as a lifelong Sonic fan myself. I am also. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised by the movie. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I I I, I, I would like like I see other video game movies that come out. I'm like okay whatever. But like with Sonic, I was like I was very skittish. I was like mm-hmm. especially after the first time they showed us Sonic before they <laughs> that I was yeah. like. You have See, created a monster. <laughs> but that's probably that's why it's good is because they listened. And yeah. they yes. Cared. They didn't have a they didn't have a stone vision that they were unwavering from. Right. They, they looked at it and they were like, okay, we can't take this too seriously. We need to have some fun with it. And they got some fan feedback and they said, let's fix it before right. it comes yeah. out. Which is thumbs up on doing. Yeah. I still feel like I still feel like that was a marketing ploy. I still feel like they put out that. Hey, bat. I still feel they like had, they had the other. They just showed us they they had the yeah. whole thing right and then yes. they put out the beady eyes. I think they just to see outrage. I feel oh. like they put the bad oh. one out first. Well, just to see how people that marketing yeah. guy that was real. Well, no, my thing is it sounds like they're taking a page out of Microsoft's book and their OSs because that's <laughs> what I I've there for a long time. Microsoft releases a bad OS, mm-hmm. so when they release a semi-decent or good OS, you always go, well, at least it wasn't that. Maybe that's right. what they did with Sonic, because they released that terrible Sonic, so they're like, now they'll know what could have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll be glad it wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> genius, genius. If, if, if there is a marketing guy and somehow he is listening to this or watching this right now, we all applaud you for right. that. Right. That was a stroke of magic. Dude, I, I think I think if that wasn't what happened, then we just came up with something that everyone <laughs> right. if you got even if you've got a good movie, you do a really god awful trailer. Mm-hmm. So that way when people go to see it, they're like, Oh my god, it's so much better than the trailer. Yeah. In fact, that's a good segue into the into at least the last topic as far as movie news is concerned. Dwayne Rock Jackson has discussed the possibility of doing another video game movie. I thought he posted on like Twitter or something that like he was doing yeah, one, but I've he's keeping he, it secret. Yes. He is doing yeah. it. Now um, many people are speculating, and everyone's jumping to all the war game type war game yeah. war game type games like you know Gears of War. Um, I've heard people say so, Dead Space. You know. So here's my thing: Gears of War, Dead Space. Sure, let's do that. The one I've heard, and I'm like, then that's just a normal war movie is like yeah he's making a call of duty movie i'm like call of duty <laughs> which is just standard war like yeah. then he's not making a video game movie he's making a war, war movie. like exactly i've heard call of duty like dead space you know that's a horror and you're in space even though right or he did do so it's just react and like same with even gears of war is a futuristic sci-fi you can get right. behind that but if they just release dwayne the rock johnson in call of duty i'm gonna be like what the hell is this 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because, like, I mean, I tell people, Rampage had no business being as entertaining as it was. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was. I, I, like, it, like, a premise like that, it wouldn't have worked, but it did. Mm-mm. And, you know... When they announced it, I was like, I don't know how they do this movie. And that's the same thing I said. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, but I said, well, The Rock is in it, so... I'm going to go it see it. <laughs> it was a fun one. Man, he is yeah. I tell you what they need to do. They need to move away from video game movies and do board game movies because Jumanji is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Battleship know. was amazing. Was it? Battleship was great. Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't I seen know, it. I know. It sounds like it's bad, it all, but, but it is tons of fun, and they really did it in a, in a way that you don't expect, and it totally worked. Talking about board game movies, I can't remember what it, I feel like it might have been life, and I was just like, how are you doing? Someone is making... A board game movie out of a board game that makes no sense. Part of me feels like it might be shoes and ladders. But <laughs> all I'm just like is, what is a life movie? I mean, life is a board game about life. So I, I, I don't. It's it's got to be no no. Let's t- talk about this for a second because it's got to be like weird cerebral where it's like they're 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 in they're the the pieces and they're in the board game of life and they're like, oh, I just got my diploma in one second. <laughs> and it's like weird, and they decide they want to break out or something, and, or they they hate their marriage and they meet somebody else or something like that. It would it would almost have to be like Free Guy. It, yeah, it, yeah, it, it would have to guy. be like that. Very like, much Free Guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in that shit. Well, uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds in the life movie that's like Free Guy, then he's just making Free Guy too. <laughs> I, I mean, go see it. I I, I'll see be it. honest with you. I'm all for the board game live action movies. Give me a Hungry yeah. hungry, hungry Hippos movie. Yeah. Let's, let's get a perfection a movie. Hungry Hungry Hippos, like a terror, like, like animals if, attack. If we make a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie, I want it to be straight up horror. We think, oh, I mean, it has to be. be made by the people who did Sharknado. It, it, it has to, it, that is perfect. The, yeah, people who make, the people who make Sharknado make a Hunger Hungry Hippos movie. I'm, we, I'm watching we, it. I'm about to say, we, us three, we need to get on the phone with Sci-Fi. I'm sure we could spin this too. Like, I'm what? Sure like, sign off on it. I mean, let me get, uh, let me get a Candyland movie. Can, can, can we get it? Don't. Candyland, yeah. Like, let, let, let's, I mean, how, how far do we want to go? Because, I mean, if we get myself like that. Dude, he's super, uh, he's got all the board games. No, man. but I'm, not, I'm thinking, let's go old school. Let's, let's skip off the board a little bit. Let, let's let's do Pogs, the movie. Like, extreme Pogs. Yeah. Tournament. Like, Pogs, Fight Club style. You're in the basement. You're, you know, you no, lose. No, we got to get, we got to get, like, like, like we got to get <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. that be like, you're the best. It's like it's slowing down the slammer. <laughs> I, I would watch that all the time. Yeah. I would watch that all the time. And I'm not even joking. Like, if they, like somebody in Hollywood, get on making these board games in the movies. Yeah, like, where's our Monopoly board game movie? That is long overdue. I'm surprised I mean, that hasn't been made into a movie yet. I mean, we got Clue, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The Mon- Clue board game movie was oh, a revolution. Was, like, was Mono- like Monopoly is just as old as Clue. If I'm if older, not older, older. like yeah, <laughs> I don't what know. What about Batgammon movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, chess, man. chess! Come oh. on, you can't make a movie out of chess. I'm sure they could. Like yeah. that would be so good if you put some real writers on it. That would be crazy stuff. That would almost be you like... just have like that many actors and characters, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I mean, you wouldn't even necessarily know that it was about the game chess. You right. could just reveal that at the end. Exactly. Like a wide, like a like a wide out. <laughs> like, that would be the ultimate mind fuck of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, you make that a cerebral like talkie. Yeah. Like, and then you just have like all the people in it in the room. 
Well, that, this one, whatever, whoever made that the Squid Game. Yeah, there we go. Dark, huh? <laughs> hey, look, things are people oh, are gonna die. In, sacrificing pawns the, the out there, <laughs> you're just like, oh man. Ooh, maybe go a little, a uh, little um, Ender's game with it and make it where like someone is playing. Oh, there we go. They don't there know that go. they're literally actually yeah. getting people killed. It's Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> People will probably turn out and watch that, especially oh, if it's no, Elon yeah, Musk man. and Jeff yeah, Bezos man. fighting for the fate of the world. Some, some, yeah, like using that. human pawns. I, right. I, I'm sorry. That's I would have watched it because it's just too close to a future that may come. <laughs> that's true. Also, music by Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as far as the Rock is concerned, who who knows? Again, he he, he very hit or miss with me. Yeah. Like you know, so you did say one of his movies that I wasn't expecting. The Jungle Cruise was was Jungle Cruise was amazing. Yeah, Jungle Cruise was really good. Uh, I mean, it's a kids movie. He said it was yeah. like the best Disney movie. It 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 is. It I don't know if it's the best Disney movie. What it is, it's the perfect encapsulation of fitting the formula of a Disney action right. movie. It it hits every single note perfectly, and and it's the only one that I've seen I've seen do it at that at the level it does. Um, I watched Skyscraper. I watched mm. that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that wasn't it. Sky, yeah. Skyscraper was not it. It really wasn't. I don't know. I don't think any of uh, Dwayne at The Rock Johnson's uh, action movies, like like disaster movies. His disaster movies are terrible, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 was, mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, he does a very good comedic action yes a lot of times but when he, when he when he's going for like the serious action it's kind of yeah you know. i mean um what was it san andreas i saw that i thought was, that was i thought that was okay it was all right i mean it, it doesn't sound like y'all are super excited about I, it i'm not watching it again <laughs> i mean but it was like, all right like if it's on tv it. i'll watch like certain parts but like other than that you know it's just like I guess it's one of those things where like he just feels like he has to put out something every year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that. Um But you know, who knows what video game movie he's gonna tackle like if it if we're after me and even Ed Boone tweeted this out about Dwayne Johnson possibly being Shao Kahn for like, the next Mortal Kombat movie. Mm. I'll go see it for that. No. He hasn't played Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn Shao Kahn no, he's too big. <laughs> Well, Shao Kahn is huge. Yeah, but I haven't seen Shao Kahn since Rip. I don't know. He's, yeah. I mean, I hate to say, it, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson is more of a Goro in my mind. Yeah, you there know? was some extra arms with him. I could see him as a pretty good Goro. I mean, they. Jump. I like to see him as a Zangief in like a Street Fighter movie. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not wide enough. Yeah, I guess. I was about to say, I don't, he's not wide. What enough. would he be? What would you get into him in Street Fighter? Anybody? Who did I? Have? I mean, he could be. Uh, he put him in some punching gloves, a boxing gloves. He could be both. Yeah, I, I'd be, uh, that'd, that'd be pretty be, good. That'd, that'd be pretty good. Um, but Street Fighter is such a mm, Street Fighter is so diverse. You know, like yes. And, I mean, and, it's a world tournament, and it right. shows because everybody. From, I mean, uh, I did a fan casting for Street Fighter years ago, and I don't think I included The Rock anywhere in that game. In that. Fan. Oh no! You could. But you like, could he cast Street Fighter. You know, ten times and just cast it with different characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
different oh, actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like I said, it's so diverse. There's just so many people could fit in so many different roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting. I know personally, I think the original Street Fighter movie wasn't the worst. That's yeah. right. bro- kid, kid me. Yeah, yeah. Kid me thought that movie was amazing. Older me is in the same boat as you. It wasn't the worst, but I will tell you, Kid me. Oh, that movie. Oh, I couldn't get enough of it. I could not get enough of that Street Fighter movie. Kid me loved that movie. Yeah. Adult me just appreciated that Raul Julia, may he rest in peace, suffered through cancer. And still put that movie out because of his kids, and yet, and his his performance was amazing. He's the saving grace of that movie. Yeah, like, his mm-hmm. M Bison is iconic. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, like if you don't watch Street Fighter for nothing for you, else, you... <laughs> yeah, for you, the day meeting me was the most important day of your life. For me, it was, it was Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, come how, on, man. How, like... <laughs> how do you how do you come up with a solid burn like that? Yeah, and like, the delivery of it. And I mean, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest movie burns of all time. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what The Rock does. You know, he's always I mean, working on some stuff. <laughs> I, I, think he I, needs, I, I think he needs to branch out and do something serious. He yeah. needs he needs to go to some acting classes, and he gets the right director, and he needs to he needs to show some range. I like, mean, uh, um, great like Arnold Schwarzenegger did that. He had, the, what, not Flight Plan, uh, Aftermath. I don't know if you've seen uh, Aftermath with uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's basically, it is not an action movie. I think I heard about that. Like, his family dies in a plane crash. Right. Yeah, okay, I did. And, like, going after the guy who was, was, like, manning the tower Mm. and trying to just get him to say sorry. And it's really not, like, He's not like a fighter, and it's it, I don't know. It's really great. It's a very emotional role. I actually appreciate movies. Actually, I mean, appreciate movies like that, like like Gridiron Gang with The Rock. I, I enjoyed that. Like I don't know if you guys saw that one. That came out like no, years ago. No, I'm not familiar. Um, so like it's like it's a biographical movie. He plays the role of a guy named Sean Porter, I think, who was like a um football coach who decided to coach a team of kids who oh, were yeah, who were in like a juvenile detention center. So he that's he created the gridiron gang as a way of like trying to get the kids that were locked up in these detention centers to like, you know, have some type of good in their life. I, I actually I I think I enjoyed that a great deal. Um what was, what was the show Dwayne uh Johnson did uh where he was like he was like a sports manager? Um what was the name of that show? Ballers Ballers. Ballers. Yeah, oh, I enjoyed yeah. Ballers a lot those mm-hmm. first uh, three seasons maybe yeah. I think I fell off after that but he did really good in that yeah. he got to show some range in that mm-hmm. he wasn't yeah. a one dimensional character in that show yeah. I forgot all about Ballers man. Damn. <laughs> no, that was a good show was yeah. a good show like you said those first three seasons mm-hmm. good show I mean my last note on this we keep talking about video game movies we're talking about Call of Duty Dead Space and, and, and all stuff, but like Robert saying, he did. He should branch out. I want, yeah. him, I want him to do some like a video game that no one saw coming. Like I don't know, Cooking Mama or something. Just something off the wall, Pick crazy. Man. Pick Pick man. Man. Yeah, something <laughs> weird. Something weird. Just come out here and be like, yeah, I'm doing Donkey Kong or any, I don't know. Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> I was just about to say Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. There we go. Like or Earthworm Jim or something like that. Like let's let's, let's, let's get crazy. Yeah. Let's get crazy Earthworm on here. Earthworm Jim and then make it since he, make him Earthworm Jim and then just because Earthworm Jim is always in that muscular suit right. with just a worm. So for the movie, they just 
green screen out his head. Yep. <laughs> put a worm over it. Odd world. Odd world. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. But um, that, that'll do it for the movie news, guys. Whatever comments you have about movie news, feel free to leave them. But we're getting ready to move on to the TV news. And, you know, there's not much here to talk about. But one of the biggest topics on here, we're going to have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> but first, let me start off by saying rest in peace to Howard Hesseman. He was the star of WKRP in Cincinnati. And he was also the lead and head of the class. He was 81 years old. I don't remember if he had any type of illness or something, but um, he he passed away earlier in the week. I remember watching Head of the Class a lot as a kid during the 80s. I, man, he's a little before my time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm familiar a little bit with him. Yeah. Like, I recognize him, but, man, he was not in my, like, right. sphere of yeah. shows. And, and I pay attention to a lot of really older shows, mm-hmm. um, but, but not... Uh, KXP in Cincinnati, not just wasn't there. I, I I had heard of Head of the Class, but I never really watched it. So, um, yeah, no, I yeah. just a little bit outside of my scope, mm-hmm. but I'm sure sure he did some great stuff. I, I I like your notes, your show notes. It was like if you don't know this guy, don't worry about it. I'm like, thank God. Oh, the the trailer for the Halo series dropped. Um, it's mm-hmm. interesting since we had just got done talking about video game movies, I was yeah. talking with a couple friends the other day and I was saying, you know, people always complain about video games being turned into movies. And I said, we're living in an age where we have all these streaming platforms. Some of these video games would be better off as TV shows as opposed to being movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and you're definitely right. I was just shocked because I watched the trailer. Because, like you said, we're in this age of all the streaming platforms, but there's also, like, there's tiers. Like, we all yeah. look at it in tiers. Like, Netflix, mm-hmm. Disney+, Plus, maybe Hulu, but it might be just riding on Disney Plus's coattails. Exactly. Like, that's your top tier. Mm-hmm. And you get your second tier, which is going to be, like, your HBO Max and some maybe. And I'm not sure where Amazon falls. It's kind oh, of you're putting HBO low. Max in a lower tier? I'm putting it in a oh, lower tier. Oh, they make Doom Patrol, my friend. Yeah, I know, Doom but Patrol. they're not nearly as big as yeah, Disney+. Yeah, Plus yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. Then you have like you have your your nodes, mm-hmm. and then when I saw Paramount Plus was making <laughs> this, but it looked I mean watching the trailer, it looked like they got some money in it. But yeah. I was like, Paramount Plus is like like D or F tier, not yeah. F and being the they're, they're just hiding in the corner. They're like, we got all the Star Trek. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Before, like... before this Halo show, that's all. I was like, yeah, you get Paramount Plus if you're a Star Trek fan. Other than right. that, you don't need it. Like, or if you like <laughs> all the stuff. Or if you like all the stuff from Comedy Central, South Park, you can get that. Beavis and yeah. Butthead and stuff like that. But I think Halo's, I think they're banking on Halo to be their, like, that hit that gets oh, yeah, all the absolutely. people into Paramount their, Plus. As everyone I, always I, says, they want their Game of Thrones, essentially. I, mm-hmm. I, I'll bet that it's boom or bust with a yeah. Halo. I yes. bet if it flops, I bet they're done. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, Halo could go e- either way. It, I feel like... I mean, I do feel like a TV series is way better than a movie. Yes. There's way, there's way too much story in Halo. Mm-hmm. To be like, hey, let's toss this into a two and a half hour movie. And so you could break it up into pieces, but, you know, we'll see. But I think it's really going to come down to how they handle the characters, the acting, um, and just how... Because, like, I've I've listened to... I, I, I was going to say Red, but I listen, I've listened to some of the Halo uh, audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And they're, and also some of the... Ga- like, Reach and ODST. Those are two... Yeah my games that I feel like tell some of the best stories in the Halo universe. And I just think 
if you can get that stuff, get more into the actual, like, more than just the action comment, but get more into the characters and, like, the struggles. Like, if you've played Reach or if you li- uh, know the books that talk about, you know, basically the Spartan project and how mm. the Spartans were made, like, it's it's some deep moral shit going on. Yeah. There. There's a lot of, you know, you're taking <laughs> kids away from their parents and a lot of times they're killing the families. But anyways, mm-hmm. making them into these superstars against their wills. And, like, that's something that could be interesting to have that play into the story of Master Chief and the true, right. you know, Master stuff. So I think there's potential... But also, it's very easy to just... It can fail very slot. fast. It could, I, it, I, it, yeah. You, you know, I mean, I think that video games, like, they, they have... That's the problem with vi- a lot of video games, movies, and t- and if they do TV shows, is, like, the story's already been told. You're right. Yeah. You know, you're just redoing it, and you got to play in it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and at the end of the day, I think we already got our Halo fix, and it was called Red versus Blue. Right, <laughs> and it was everything that we needed. Yeah, it was like mul- multiple seasons, a deep, complicated time travel storyline, and soap opera e, and and I, I mean anybody who hasn't seen Red versus Blue really needs to go and yeah. and visit that yeah. because it was it was a thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not to mention that it was a revolution as far as like the internet goes. Like, yeah, yeah. really done anything like that before. Um, you ever, you know, like the first two seasons. Like because they were recording just straight from the game, and so like the way that they would film everything is if you look in the in the Halo games they they found this flaw. But if you look, that's this is why the gun door is straight pointed at the ground. If you look all the way down, even though on your camera you're looking at your feet, your character on the screen will be standing there with their head up and will bob up and down. That's how they do the talking. <laughs> and so like the first like after season three and stuff is when they got the actual where they can actually edit stuff and they're doing stuff completely. But the first couple of seasons. It was like guys running around in Halo, and they're like had to be like looking at somebody else's feed. That's also why they kind of walk weird sometimes yeah. and back mm-hmm. up and walk other because like the guys are trying to they're they have to be looking at the ground all the time. They're trying to navigate through the right. world, and so I was like, I was admired by that too. Was like those first seasons were just guys just like that's putting some dedication in it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've never owned an Xbox. I've had a lot of friends who who had Xboxes, and they. And they've played Halo like religiously, mm-hmm. so again. But I'm in the same boat. This can be very hit or could be very miss. Like, yep. like if this doesn't work, like you said, um, Paramount Plus could could be done for. Yeah, you know, this, this is a this is an all or nothing play. It's yes, all or nothing, man. You know, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, the trailer looked good. I'll say that the trailer for Halo looked very good. You know, mm-hmm. they definitely you know, I, did their homework. I also definitely like, because um, that's one thing that with Halo for me, I, I've played most of the games. I've never owned it. Oh, actually, I have owned Xboxes, but it's always after the fact. But anyways, um, but I've never been a huge Xbox fan or Halo fan, but I've right. played all the games. And one thing that I like about, I mean, that's why Reach is one of my favorite games, and then also some of the later games, is I got tired of the solo Spartan storyline right. of just Master Chief. So when, that's one thing that, about the show that looks good, and that's one thing about the later games that I enjoyed, is once I started introducing more Spartans, because like I get the hero complex, but like telling me that Master Chief alone is the only sole hope for saving the universe from the Covenant and then all the other stuff that happens, just got a little played out for me. So when I was like, right. no, there's there's other Spartans. Or right. why the other Spartans were dead originally and stuff. Like, that that definitely helped. And I think the series having more than just Master Chief, especially mm. seeing as, and I'm assuming Master Chief won't take off his helmet because I feel like that, as soon as you take off Master Chief's helmet and have anybody's face underneath it, it's yeah. going to ruin it for everybody else. 
but having those other Spartans to be a little bit more human because like they showed the, some of the other Spartans with their helmets off. So yeah. I think I think it it, it, it has a chance. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I, and and it's funny because I think that's why I enjoy The Witcher so much is because it doesn't just focus on Geralt. You know, it focuses on Yennefer and Ciri and then like all these other characters within the Witcher universe. Like, you know, I mean, I have Paramount Plus. So I'll probably give it a watch just because. But again, it could be a make or break for Paramount Plus. We'll have to wait mm-hmm. and see. What, um, what, what do you think about uh, you going to watch Picard? Oh, yeah. And you actually speaking, yeah. I have to finish because I started the first season. I never finished it. So I'm probably going to end up like going through like all mm-hmm. the Star Treks and just like. <laughs> like oh, that's no, a long well, road. To- well, <laughs> well, well, really, oh. really Picard. Yeah, you've gone down that road, Robert. Like, oh, many times, many well, times. But really, Picard and Discovery, because I have a lot of friends that watch Discovery, and they say it's awesome. So, but no, P- man, it has awesome moments. But overall, I don't yeah. think the show's that good. But P- Picard is just, I, I, like I said, I started, I, I got like, like a good amount of weight in the first season of Picard, and I'm like, like, I, like the main Star Trek show that I watched as a kid was The Next Generation. So I grew yep. up with Picard. So yep. when when I heard he was coming back, I'm like, oh, of course I'm gonna watch this. See what's happening here. So, and you know, with Q coming back, yeah, that's Q, what we need. that's what I've been so, waiting for. So I'm I was definitely. Like, how could you not bring him back? Exactly. So I'm definitely tuning in. Um, moving on to the next thing, Nick Cannon, of course, uh, he had a baby shower for his eighth baby with Bree Tizy. I guess that's her name. Um, I don't know who Nick Cannon is. Uh, I decided to come into this segment completely unprepared because yeah. I have no idea who either of these people are or why their baby is important. It's not. Well, it, 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 it's honestly speaking, it's really not, but I figured it's something I could touch on real quick for yeah. all yeah. of you guys who don't really know Nick Cannon. He got to start on all that, like the second, mm-hmm. well, not the second iteration, but like he was like season three, or season four, three. Or he was, that. he was, he became a cast member later on in the season. Um, he had moderate success with all that. This was when all that was starting to kind of like to die down. Fall before. apart. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of the major cast members were already gone by that point. So um, he, he found his way into movies. He, um, you know, he was in a movie called Under, Underclassman where he played like a young FBI agent or some mess like that. I never watched the movie. I didn't care for it. Um, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Um a couple other movies like he had, he and he kind of had moderate success he seems to have moderate success everywhere which is interesting yeah. I don't know. He, he, uh, he he had a a, a short-lived rap career right mm-hmm. no one's to talk about and then he tried to go after eminem which is just not what you do yeah and that rap career was done yeah. <laughs> hey, is eminem doing anything these days yeah he's still just, just rapping He's just uh, rapping, really. He's still dropping mm-hmm. stuff, and it's not uh, bad. Um, yeah. He later on became host of like I think America's Got Talent. What, yeah, what, yeah. He became he was a host like that for a while, and then one I of think, his biggest claims to fame, which is kind of relation to this because some of the kids come from this, is what he was also really known for was being married to Mariah Carey. Yeah, everyone was like. How did that happen? <laughs> I was in the same boat. I was like, "You married Mariah Carey? How did you pull that off?" Yeah. And yeah. they were they were married for some time. I believe they had like mm-hmm. two kids, um, together, and then they eventually divorced and stuff. And for a while, he was sick. I forgot what he had. 
but he was sick for 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 a brief period of time. But he ended up getting better, and for the past couple of years, apparently he's been trying to get everybody pregnant. So um, <laughs> that's his new goal. He's poised for a comeback. Yeah, I mean, he has a TV. He has a talk show right now. I don't think he's doing the numbers, but like people watch, I guess. Um, he yeah, did. I, think he's, mm-hmm. I, I know that Terry Crews is now the host of America's Got Talent, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he went on to another one of the. I think he's uh, is it? The Matt, I think he's the host. Yeah, of the one of one of those yeah. things. One he's of those doing things. Another on Fox, talent yeah. show. He's found yeah. his niche of being yeah. a host of talent shows. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hey, it was good money. There, you can't argue yeah. that. <laughs> um, he he did it's suffer a lot. I think he did suffer a lot. If it wasn't in January or in December, where he, one of his babies did pass away. I think they were. Mm-hmm. I think the baby was sick, so he did suffer that. But he's moving on to baby number eight, and the biggest issue is that you know these aren't like eight kids with the same woman. These are oh, like eight place. kids. Like, like he's all over the place. Like he mm-hmm. he's like and it's like every time you turn around, he's celebrating another birth, and it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, like I've heard of spreading your seed, but like, come on. Like, let's... <laughs> well, what was that? What was that guy like five or six years ago that had like twenty three kids with nineteen different women? Uh, who the heck was that? And they were they was like a big there was a big debate because they were they they you know they came after him for child support. He's like. I make seven dollars an hour, <laughs> and he's like, "What are you gonna do? Like, you gonna take all of it? Like, I'll just quit working." Like, it, yeah. it, it, and, my... and there was like a big, the big debate was like, "Should we castrate this motherfucker?" Because like, <laughs> the whole, the whole rest of the world has to pay for all his kids that he's having. <laughs> I think that was at around the time where people with big families was like the big thing on TV. You know, you had the yeah, John and K plus eight, eight plus eight, the nineteen that, kids uh, and counting, and yeah. like, I'm like, and I was like, why is this television? <laughs> <laughs> because people like a train wreck, mm-hmm. and that's a train wreck and with a lot of cars. Of our, yeah. Most of those shows all ended up in some sort of train wreck, whether yep. it was divorce or mm. finding out that the family was secretly screwed up, or yep. I mean, even though they, they, this this show wasn't touted as one of those, they did have a lot of family members. But like, look at Duck Dynasty, even mm-hmm. lots of these. Hey, here's a big family. Like you said, Robert, everyone knew that that bump in the track was coming. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no there's no reality television show that isn't let's make fun of these people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all it cooking is. Reality yeah, shows, yeah. You know? yeah. But those are really contests. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, those yeah. game shows. Mm-hmm. But. Except for the Great America or Great British Bake Off, because that is the most chill competition. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's just so happy to be there. And they're, they're always talk like if you watch it, I'm not sure if you guys they're always like congratulating each other, but like it is the least competitive competitive. You like that, that Canadian cooking show where it's like you took the salt and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and then moving on to our last point as far as TV news. I have this in TV news, but you know they didn't really belong there. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan versus Spotify. Well, I mean, is it Joe Rogan versus Spotify, or is it? I mean, honestly, Joe Rogan versus the other artists on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. feel like, and Spotify is kind of now walking by. Originally, I felt like Joe Rogan and Spotify were on the same team because they wanted to make keep him around because he is I mean he, he for them is a huge cast deal. He has a big one of the biggest podcasts, not the biggest podcast out there. And when they signed that exclusivity deal, everybody was like, well that's a that's making bank. Mm-hmm. So I get why Spotify wasn't immediately on the hey, this could be problematic train. Um but yeah, so I think it's Joe Rogan versus the artist of Spotify. Yeah. So and, and we should we should clarify there's 
there, what this story, story originally yeah. was and what it's turned into. Mm-hmm. And originally, it was a bunch of our, our, our Neil Young saying, hey, I'm leaving Spotify unless you get rid of Joe Rogan for all this anti-COVID misinformation. misinformation. There, yeah. And then I think a couple of other artists piled on and then Joe Rogan like tried to make a statement about it. And then he then he went off the rails and started dropping the N word <laughs> and comparing black people to Planet of the Apes monkeys. Like he's yeah. done. He's done. It's just a matter of days. Yeah. And my if he isn't, then like everybody's gonna leave Spotify because bigger artists are starting to to turn on Spotify if they don't get yeah. rid of Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean, while while not an artist on Spotify, I saw a thing out about The Rock addressing the Joe Rogan thing. Like, The Rock's bigger than Joe Rogan. Right. <laughs> and there's bigger artists out there who are just going to be like, yeah, this guy. I haven't had the chance to read, but I did, see, I did see earlier today that The Rock actually retracted his statement hmm. Hmm. Oh, that he made that. about Joe Rogan. Um, I meant to look it up earlier because I was going to include it here. In fact, let me see if I can find that now. But um, you know, every yeah, I, I, you know what you know what I'll say is I've never been a fan of Joe Rogan as a podcaster. I mm-hmm. liked him when he was in uh, the news radio, mm-hmm. like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I've never I've never listened to his podcast. Other than just like you know snippets here or there from the ether, yeah. and I've not enjoyed any of it. I always thought like this guy is well, dangerous. Here's the weirdest thing for me with Joe Rogan, outside of all the controversial stuff, is he went from like you said some news broadcast stuff to being the well host news radio, which news, was a comedy yeah, television news show. radio, yeah, to being the host of Fear Factor, right? To yeah, being, Fear Factor. Well, I, I forgot mean, about Fear yeah, Factor. And then to being one of the main faces of UFC fighting, which was like, mm-hmm. what? And then it's like, and now he's one of the biggest podcasters. And I, was, I just like, I was like, how did we get here? Where right. the guy who was, you know, promoting fighting, which I'm not, I like actually UFC, but still promoting fighting and doing Fear Factor and Newsroom <laughs> Comedy stuff is now one of the most heard voices on the planet. Like, how do we get from that guy to this guy? Because <laughs> I don't Money, see, money. Yeah. He got he got enough money that he didn't have to do anything, and so he just did it. He did a podcast. I mean, you got to remember that Joe Rogan was podcasting for like oh, yeah. five years before he got big. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he was doing like he uh, his his time doing UFC stuff and the podcasting was overlapped. And I think yeah. when when he he started talking about women not being able to fight men was kind of when he blew up. Right. That was when there started to become a discourse. Yeah. Ab- around him. And he just exploded from there because then he started bringing on once once he got name recognition on that level, even you know no 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 publicity is bad publicity right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, maybe I said right that now. statement wrong. Bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. no publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no or yeah. And all publicity is good publicity. Right. Something like that. Something anyway, whatever, whatever. Uh, then he was able to attract better guests. Yeah. And that's when he started getting really interesting, crazy guests on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he brought on like Alex Jones and Alex Jones was crazy and his, his numbers blew up. Right. And he was like, well, if I can make this kind of money from this kind of wackadoo shit, I'm just going all in. And mm-hmm. he's gone all in. And I don't know if he believes it or not. I don't think he does. I'll guarantee you. He's, I mean, as soon as he got COVID, which he did, he was like, oh, I'm getting the, the, and the the hardcore monoclonal monoclonal mm-hmm. al, uh, antibodies and 
all, all the drugs that he could pot that pe regular people can't get and yeah you know i mean it's bullshit he's just he's going for money and uh unfortunately this week he took it a little too far <laughs> he went over the line and i don't know if he's coming back from it if he does then we're in a darker timeline than i want to be in yeah I, i'll i'll admit i've listened to his podcast you know back when he would have like celebrity guests on there and you know things like that um justin wallace what is going on thanks for tuning into the um live stream you know back when he was doing like fun podcasts and stuff but but it's like you said once he um jumped into the realm of having guests on here like alex jones or jordan peterson or mm -hmm. ben shapiro or even candace owens once he started having those people on you know and of course you gotta remember this was a time and this is when, you know, not that this really had anything to do with him, but this is when Trump was in office. So yep. yeah. anyone who really kind of supported him or anyone who kind of talked about the conservative landscape of things and they were on the show, his numbers blew up. Yeah. I mean, you know, when he had like celebrity guests, like say he had like, you know, The Undertaker. Or he had, like, you know, Donnell yeah. Rollins or Dave Chappelle or people like that. When he had those people on the show, that was one thing. But when he started getting into all these, like, and then once he started getting into the whole COVID information and misinformation and stuff like that, that's when it really started to become super, super, super mainstream. Like you said, he's been doing this for years. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I kind of feel like that almost goes kind of hand in hand with what you're saying, Robert. Mm. Just following the money. Because, like, yeah, he he had the big celebrities on, but then he started realizing, oh, if I have the whack jobs on, the Alex Jones and Candace Owens, I'm getting more views and more. So, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I kind of agree with you, Robert. Like, I don't think he was drinking the Kool-Aid. I just thought, I think he was just like, I'm in no way giving him any justification either. Right. Because it's still messed up. But I just think it was, oh, if I bring on these people and if I subscribe to their, this anti-vacker stuff or kind of at least allude to that's what I believe, mm -hmm. I can make more money doing that. And right. so, yeah. And anybody can. It, yeah. Joe Rogan is not special in this regard. No. Because, I mean, because you got to look at it is, there's like, it's about 33% of the U.S. population that have been hiding since like the Civil fucking War <laughs> and not voting or doing anything. And then somebody tapped into it. And, the, and you know, it's like, it's this, like Fox News is like the, the biggest news show. It's like, yeah, that's because all of this one specific demographic is is going to listen to it. Yeah, right. And they'll listen to anything and follow with a passion anything that meets what what they believe. Right. And if you can tap into that, you can you can make tons of money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people did over the past four or five years. They yeah. realized that there's a certain demographic that'll, like you said, that'll sit and listen to these things. So it's like, if there's a way that I can tap in to this market, I can make some type of money. And that's what a lot of these guys did. You, you know what the secret is? The, 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 I don't want to say the secret. You know what the, what, what the, what has changed is the media personalities have realized there's enough of them. Right. Because yeah. we used to think that all these racist sons of bitches were, were few and far between. Mm -hmm. Like maybe like 10% at the most. Right. But now we found out there's like 75 million of these fuckers out there. Right. And they're like, oh, well, if there's $75 million and I can put up a GoFundMe saying I'm going to make the libs mad, they'll give me $10 million. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going all in on that shit. For all, I mean, Joe Rogan might just lean into it and mm -hmm. just go full racist and just yeah. be like, well, these people aren't going to leave me. They're my fan base now. 
the libs yeah. aren't coming back, so he's either lean into this or run away. Lee, do you know pull a Alex Jones when he gets kicked off all of them? Just make his own platform. Right. Yeah, you're fine. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I first Robert clued me into uh, what was the what more was going with him yesterday. But like when I first started hearing about this, I was like, I with Neil Young and the few artists who were like, I, I get what they're doing, but it's like it's not going to have any effect. But then no. yeah, once Robert clued me into you know, the, the diving board that he decided to spring off of. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is, yeah, it's definitely looking like, I think, like I said, I think he's done if he doesn't want to go full deep into the pool. But, yeah, I think also he could also do that. He could also go the route of, yeah, just right. commit. I, I think commit. I think no matter what, his time in Spotify is, his, well, yeah. are, are, his yeah. days there are numbered. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just going to slink back to being a regular podcaster yeah. instead of having an exclusivity deal with, with, with uh, mm-hmm. um, with Spotify, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't listen to him enough to really say whether I care or not. But at the end of the day, you know, if all your top artists are leaving the platform that are making the platform money, you got to make a decision. And I've seen that. I don't, like, I don't think enough big names have left yet. That's not, true. Nobody though. really, like, no Ariana Grande is right. left. You yeah. know. And, you know, I've, and like I said, you know, The Rock came out in support of him, but then after he found out what he was saying with the use of the N-word, he retracted his support of Joe Rogan. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've watched Joe Rogan's, I guess, apology, if you want to call it that. I've watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, and his yeah. reasonings for things that are happening right now is just like, you know, we're living in a time where it's like, I mean... You don't really have to be careful with what you say, but you have to be careful with what you say, and who yeah. you're and who you're talking with, and where you're getting your information from. You know whether you think it's you know justified or substantiated or not. You I know. mean, here's my view on these sort of things: is people can change because I think it's right. They say the best, but it's like. So because people talk about like canceling people, I'm always like, well, you can't just write them off forever. Like exactly. people grow, people change, we all make mistakes. But my thing is, are they still doing it? Exactly. And that's kind of where it is. Is like, did you change? Or and also like, it's not just two days later you change. But that's my thing. Is like, if you're still doing it, well, then it's not a matter of oh, this is in your past and you messed up and then you learned and grow for it. It's just like no, you're you're still the same person. Exactly. So that's why. Yeah, that's where it comes into my thing. It's like, yeah, it's 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 a matter of what what's changed since then. And mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, while he may not be using the N word, um, he has shown by, like I said, his guests and his content that sort of stuff that he's not a different person than the person from back then. So it's, right. it's just, yeah. No, but that, that that's all I got to say on the Joe Rogan situation. I mean. I don't know if I'm going to follow it as it continues to go forward. I mean, I don't know if I care enough to follow it, but, you know, it, yeah, you know, yeah. figured I'd share, share, we could share, our, I figured we share our thoughts on the situation because it's been the talk of the town this whole week. So, and it needs to be, yeah, it needs to be because he's a big voice in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if we let this slide and don't talk about it and express, you know, our, our views, then they win. Yep. You know, so as far as it stands, I'm probably gonna keep a pretty close eye on what happens with um with between him and Spotify and what else goes on and then um that'll be that. But as far as TV news is concerned, that wraps that up. You know, whatever thoughts you have on 
we'll be talking about as far as TV news. Feel free to share in the, in the comments. We're going to move on to sports. And as I said earlier, and most of you guys who know me know I'm not a big sports person, but some notable things we should talk about. You know, Tom Brady has decided yeah, to Tom retire. Brady. Had to so I'll to... tell you what. Mm-hmm. The fact that I, I I do not. I watch the Super Bowl, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know anything about, I don't know, RBIs. I don't know any of that stuff. But I the fact that I know that Tom Brady was the Green Bay quarterback yeah. And was in like all the Super Bowls. Was he not the Green Bay Bay? No. See, this is how much. But I know the name. <laughs> but I know, know the name Tom Super Brady. Bowls. I know the name. Wait, what is he? What? Is, well, he no. Uh, sorry, New England Patriots. Sorry, not the not okay. the Green Bay Packers. Right. <laughs> sorry, New England Patriots. The fact that I knew that he was the quarterback of the New England Patriots is a big deal. That's how much into the ether and 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 like being a household name Tom mm-hmm. Brady was. The fact that I know who he is, and yeah, I mean, I mean, he played for a long time. He he played long past the normal what a normal yeah, quarterback years. And my thing is this is like I, I'm 33, so I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, yeah, he's he's been playing football longer than than or uh, m- more than most of my life. Like right. I had 11 years of no Tom Brady, <laughs> and then it's Tom Brady from that point forward. Right. Um, I I'll say this I because I I'm 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 not I'm not a, not a fan. I I've always despised him on some level. But I will give props for props are due. That's a lot of seasons. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Um, but I'm so glad he's gone. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm so glad. I like that. Like I say, thank you, Tom, for walking away from the sport of football. Cause just go, just go. And that's I wonder what he's gonna just, do. Is he gonna do anything? Just is he gonna go be like a cast or something? Your, just go enjoy your life. The man's got more than enough money and stuff. Like just go have a good time. Maybe join because Peyton Manning, who was seen as his rival, but when you really look at the numbers, like not even close. But seen as his rival for a little while. Like Peyton Manning has a, a sports commentary show where he does Monday Night Football. Join him on that. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you'll make a bunch of money off of that. Go do that. And that's probably what he'll end up doing. He'll probably t- <laughs> he'll probably take every. I mean, we're talking twenty two seasons. This guy played twenty two. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of unheard of. So like like you said, he's earned. He has more than enough money to just. Pretty much sit on his ass and do nothing. He's set. But like yeah. you know, he can. He, he, he can, he's got. He's got to pull a shack and spend more time on TV than he did. Exactly in the sport. That's going to be hard because he's going. Yeah, that, that is true. That but, is true. Uh, I, I will tell you this: like you said, like you're saying, he has more than enough money at 20 seasons. I'm like, dude, he could have retired probably 10 seasons ago. Yeah. And still had more than enough money at 12 seasons. Like mm-hmm. the dude is set. <laughs> you know, so it, I mean, it's going to be interesting what Tom does. But I mean, like mm-hmm. I said. 22. I just thought 22 seasons was a pretty pretty big milestone for someone in the game of football. Football, you know, yeah, your body gets tore up. That's a hard sport, man. I mean, exactly. Sport. I mean, exactly. quarterbacks usually last a little bit longer than other people, but mm-hmm. still, you know, eight years in football, and you're like, hey, good job. Yeah. Eight years, that's amazing. Most people, you know, two the there's lots of time for two, one, two, three years, and you're out. Two yeah, concussions or you break a leg and you're done. So it's like. To make it, like I said, while quarterbacks, because they're more protected and stuff, to make it 22 years is a feat on itself. Even without being the most winningest quarterback ever, if he was just a guy who played 22 years of football as a starter, I mean, if you're sitting on the bench for 22 years, that's nothing. But as a starter, if he played 22 years of football as a starter, even if he wasn't winning all the time, like, that's a feat. That's amazing. And the fact that the dude is, you know, winning Super Bowl, Super the fact that he almost, and I'm glad he did it, I was rooting against it, and I was so glad when it happened, but the fact that he almost made it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> for that last year. He got pretty close. Yeah. 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 Real close. Team at that. Oh, it was, oh, 
Uh, I never watched the game, but I just kept hearing about it, and I was like, please don't. don't I, w- I want to see him show up in some points. weird place. I yeah. want him to show up on, like, the Olympic curling team or something. <laughs> 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 like, like start, starter on the Olympic curling team, Tom Brady. Yeah. With, with, with the sweeper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, curling is such a... Such an interesting it's, event. It's such a drunk dad sport. Yeah, it's like, it's like you, you're Canadian, so you can do it on ice. But right. here's the problem, folks. Here's the thing. Everybody I know, I haven't taken the time, but everybody I know, but they are a lot of people who play like a drink and are dads now, who talk about like you're making fun of curling, and then you sit down and you watch some curling, and then next year you're like, can you check out the curling? Yeah. Not that bad. Dude, they got that slide, man. I could yeah. not do that slide. It's very relaxed. And it also, like, it's a low... Like, you don't, you know, with it's low impact, you know, with you know. all your other sports, you're like, you're so in it. And while you're not, while you're still rooting for your team, you might get this, like, you're able to relax while watching curling. You know, you just, you just get that, sit down, like you said, grab yourself a beer, get some people together and everybody just relax. And watch some right. curling. It's so, like golf. It's like golf. Yes. It's just, it's just nice. It's ice golf. The com- the, anytime the commentator is just like, and uh, Robert Patterson is pulling up to the green, and yeah, <laughs> and then, I, but then like something goes crazy, and then they like they try and bring it up. They're like, "Oh my God, his thing hit another thing." <laughs> I, I do like though when this the quiet as they're like, "Okay, and they line up the shot, and then it just goes quiet, and he's just these guys are just intensely sweeping as like nobody's business." Yeah. Like, I just love just this the, the quiet and this the seriousness. Once that puck has been released from the guy's hand, his team is like, go, 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 go. <laughs> I mean, it's like, how dirty is that ice for them to be sweeping so hard? But, so, if you're you know. listening, Tom Brady, because I know you're probably checking out the stream or the pod, you're going to hit the podcast. <laughs> I think curling, I think all three of us are in agreement that curling is your next step in life. Yep. It's too hard on his knees, man. Too hard yeah. on his knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, Super Bowl 56 has been set. It will be airing this Sunday. We got the Bengals versus the Rams. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never really cared for the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the only game I watch. Just because I'm like, I'll well, watch I'm it. Football, but yeah. I'll watch the best of the best. From yeah, the like, like I'll it's watch it. It's but... not a conference, is it? Yeah, it's a conference. Okay, okay. But like, I mainly watch it for the commercials because, you yeah, know, sometimes new so many new trailers drop. commercials are not as good as they used no, to be. They haven't been, though. I will agree Dude, with that. They the last great been. year was like when Monster.com burst out. And mm-hmm. like, I always uh, say, and I mean, like I said, they, and there actually was talk about this recently about how Janet Jackson came forward and said that she or, uh, uh, forgave Justin Timberlake for this. And I was like, it's been so many years. Like, I don't think anybody was thinking about it anymore. But anyway, still, I will say, ever since the whole Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl show, or halftime show, that's when the commercials died. Because yeah. they're like, now we have to be careful about everything. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we sewed a bare breast on national TV mm-hmm. the, the, the next year. Everything We went from crazy over-the-top Doritos and Budweiser commercials yeah. to something just like taxes.com. File your taxes today. You're like, what the hell is this? And mm-hmm. it, like they've slowly started pushing it back, but it's yeah. still nowhere near the same. I It hasn't love- been the same for a while. I love Super Bowl commercials back in the day. Frickin I mean, man, yeah, let's stop. Look, they have not had a good. Um, uh, you just said it, and I forgot it. The mid thing, the music half-time thing, show? halftime. Half-time yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Really, they had to yeah. in. They haven't had a good halftime show since, like Janet. That one with Janet Jackson wasn't even that good. No, like, not really. 
I, yeah, I don't know. They, I, what did they have one where there was like a dancing shark or something, and a lady rode in on on a on a lion or something. But there's no, you're never gonna have another Michael Jackson showing up and just standing still for seven straight yeah. minutes <laughs> while people faint and cheer themselves mm-hmm. to death. I, they were going. I always love watching because everyone is just going insane, and man, it's just. He is just standing there. There's no music. Like a whole statue. No He's just yeah. standing. But that, that also shows how much he knew mm-hmm. what he was. Because yeah. to have the balls to walk out on stage at one of the biggest events ever and just stand there. Yeah. You know that you're on top of the world at that moment. Yeah, right? we're never we're gonna never have another prince. Have it rain. Yep. While he's playing Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. And then drop the curtain and use his guitar as a freaking dick. Because he <laughs> did it. He, oh, now he did it. We are like, really? You're going to have Prince at that time? So you know yeah. who Prince is, right? And then it was like, well, he, he's not going to do it. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. He dropped that curtain and he got that guitar right there. And it was like, yep, there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we can we just talk about first? I just want to do a segue from our previous segment. Is like. The, the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson thing was so bad, it got Howard Stern, who wasn't even involved, kicked off all the radio. Yeah, I he remember that. He was on that. every radio station in the country, if not the world, and he got kicked off because of something two other people did. And we're not going <laughs> to kick John, Joe Rogan off Spotify for dropping the N-word 20 times in five minutes. Like, what the hell? What kind of world have we got? <laughs> like, it, it is a crazy like mixed-up world, man. It's a crazy mixed-up world. let this go, we have entered the darkest timeline. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Um, I, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I like watching the Super Bowl. It's the mm-hmm. only football game that I watch every year. Um, I do think it's funny that everyone uh, was was pretty sure who it was going to be, and uh, the Bengals came in out of nowhere. Yep, and just like totally stole it at the last minute. Like, I, yeah. I, what I loved was it was originally when uh, when before he got knocked out, it was like, oh, it's just going to be a repeat of last year, Chiefs Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And then once they got knocked out, everyone went hard until okay, well, this is done. It's the Rams uh, Chiefs done. And I was, I was, I was one of the outliers. I was like, I really want. I and only half came true. I was like, I want the Super Bowl to be Bengals 49ers, just because everybody was so adamant that the 49ers and the Bengals didn't stand a chance. <laughs> and both of those, I didn't watch the games, but I did see the highlights and I did check both those teams. I mean, the Bengals won, and the mm-hmm. 49ers took the Rams to the last minute. So yeah. I was like, we were so close to living in the world where I could gloat at everybody. Like, oh, what, what? The 49ers didn't stand a chance. The Bengals didn't stand a chance. That's weird because that's what the Super Bowl is. I was. I wish we could have made it to that one. <laughs> I, I don't even like either of those teams. I just wanted to gloat. I just wanted to, <laughs> to gloat to everybody who was like, no, it's obviously Rams Chiefs. It's th- hands down. That's the only Super Bowl that can exist is Rams Chiefs. Oh, you, you know what I? You know what I want is uh, they need to get better with the names because it's like Rams and Bengals. Like Bengals, what is that? Yeah. But like hockey, they've got like like the Seattle team is the Kraken. I'm like, can we get like like the the L.A. unicorns or something, and like have yeah. them in like like multicolored like rainbows and like, you, 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 you would think they would put, a little, get put a little like a horn on their helmet or something. Mm-hmm. You so, would think, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying you would think they would try to get a little bit more interesting with the team names these days. Like, like I believe um, because the Washington, well, they used to be yeah, called the Redskins. They then they yeah. were just the Washington Football Team. What? <laughs> well, no, but honestly, your new name, 
I'm like, you're talking about no creativity or being cool or unique. Their new name, because I'm sure, I, I know you heard it, but I know, Robert, you have it. You want to hear this football team name? Go for it. Go for it. The Washington Commanders. That's, is, that's like, is that's that like a fake, that's like the, the name of your high school football team when you're yes. important enough to have a real name. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's like, there's like 40 schools in Texas that are, that have the, the Texas Commanders as, as their football team because they're not good enough to make it to state. Well, here's the thing though. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel actually mm. had a very good point and I was like, uh, I was like, actually, so is okay. It made so go, instead of being the Washington Commanders, be the Washington Commandos, and then you could you have an easily pet pun and this thing of hey, we're going commando today. Yeah, you just have yeah, that's that, pretty you good. Could, your fans oh, good. could have their you know, have everyone has like their special socks or whatever. Your your Washington Commandos fans like they show up to the game like we all commando right? We're going to win. You have a it's the marketing makes itself, but commander yeah, yeah. got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, like, what are we? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's such a pathetic name. Yeah, um, moving Honestly, on. If, it, if that's mm-hmm. the name they went with, I think the Washington football team was better. Yeah, really. <laughs> it'd be the Washington Manifest Destinies, just like, <laughs> like as long as we're making shit up, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what does Washington got going? The Gold Rushers, like, well, no, no, it's DC. Oh, DC. Oh, DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, the DC presidents. There you go, the commanders. The commanders, like, what are you talking about? The presidents. How could you not? That's so easy. That that, that actually that actually probably would have flown better than the commanders. Like, eh. like. Um, moving on, a little bit of wrestling talk. Um, the Warrior Rumble I'm was. Sorry, lo- this is the wrong podcast for, for wrestling talk. <laughs> um, and I, and I'm gonna be honest with I'm you. I'm not doing it, Donnell. I'm not doing it. I I, I barely watch. I barely watch. Like I, I still haven't really given myself fully to AEW, and I've been slowly fading away from WWE. But I try to at least cover some of the pay per views. You know, the Warrior Rumble was last was last Saturday. Yep. Um, Brock Lesnar lost the WWE Championship, but won the Warrior Rumble. So he, uh, the next event will be the Elimination Chamber. So he will he will challenge. The current champion, Bobby Lashley, and five other competitors in the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Ronda Rousey returned. Whoop-de-doo. She returned well, and... Isn't that, like, a big deal, isn't what Wasn't she in before, and then she had, like, a bad time, and the fans were really crappy to her? Yes. And then and then she's she's coming back as, like, I mean, that's, that's hard. That's hard. If I had, like, 50,000 people scream and yell at me and call me bitch, I would be, like... That's a hard. That's a hard room to walk back into. That takes a lot of balls. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, predictably so. She won the Warrior Rumble match, and just this past Friday on SmackDown, she chose her opponent for WrestleMania. She'll be fighting the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. All predictable. All seen coming a mile away. You know, it's a uh, little. Well, because there was another news story that came out of this that mm. I just wanted to bring up this because yeah. apparently there was a huge mistake. I didn't watch it, but a huge mistake at Royal Rumble. And uh, 
Shane McMahon, who was Vince McMahon's son, was in charge. And so he Vince McMahon actually fired his son from his own show, which I'm like, that's Ooh, a hardcore dad right yeah. there. Yeah, that's but a before, big, big Vince McMahon move right yeah. there. That's but before all this, one of the reasons why Shane McMahon like got fired was he was trying to screw with storylines mm-hmm. because they wanted to put together a storyline for, like you said, the Elimination Chamber, which is coming up next, yeah. of Shane McMahon. And if you don't know wrestling, I'll, I'll break it up. Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns. And um, Shane McMahon is like almost 50 and has never been in good shape. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns is like the rock, except slightly smaller. He's in yeah. his 30s. And I'm like, like Shane McMahon didn't want to do that. He was like, it's a dumb storyline because why would a 50 year old dad bod me be fighting 30 year old Roman Reigns, you know, rock junior. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, I like I don't know all he did else he did wrong, but I kind of agree with him. Like, yeah, it's not believe- even if he unless the matches he gets in. I mean, Shane McMahon has wrestled all throughout his career, mm-hmm. but he's always been like the joke wrestler, or he yeah. would like you know he would surround himself with big strong guys who did most of the work, and then he'd stick come in and kick someone. And mm-hmm. so, but to have him just straight up fight basically the Rock, I'm like that's the most I'm, like everyone knows wrestling is fake, but you gotta at least make it somewhat believable exactly. and have. Dad bod versus The Rock. I'm just like, no, that's not like I don't know what else he did wrong, but I agree with Cinderman and that I think that's a dumb storyline. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just stupid. I don't know. But Rest- he got fired by yeah. his own dad. It's uh it's a slippery slope as far as like wrestling entertainment is concerned. You know, mm-hmm. so but I figured I'd just add it on this. That's as far as I got as far as sports news, because like I'm not a real big sports guy, but I yeah, try to throw in a little bit of something so Whatever you guys think about our sports section, <laughs> comment below and let us know what you think. I'm just, I just feel like I held my own. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Oh, I'm yeah. very proud well, of myself. You said, you said football conferences. Which was, that was yeah. good. Yeah. You got Tom Brady's team right after getting it wrong first. But still, <laughs> you rebounded. I, mm. I think you did. Good stuff. I, I, I knew what happened in the last Bengals game. Yeah. And I, you even <laughs> called out that Tom Brady was on a new team. After, like, that he, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look I, at I that. applaud. I applaud you. Right? I knew about Ronda Rousey getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh. Um, moving on to some video game news. Um, wasn't really much in the way of video game news this week, but a couple of things happened. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, one of the most prominent PlayStation games to come out, and one of the most prominent Final Fantasy games to come out. I mean, that's yeah, the bet, the bet, the bet, the bet. Yeah, the it, it is definitely the best. Yes. There was debate for a while, but I think everybody has finally come to agreement that yeah. Final Fantasy VII is. The best. I, I'm a bigger fan of the mechanics of nine, mm-hmm. but seven is really. I Where, mean, yes, there were so many people coming of age, and with PlayStation being as big as it was, yeah. and for a game like Final Fantasy VII, which was like the next like yeah. step up in RPGs, yeah, and yeah, I mean it's it's iconic. Yeah, I mean it's mm-hmm. it deserves a place in history. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not. I'm sure it's in several museums, but if it's not talked about in museums, like I mean, it has to be. I'm sure. I'm sure if you study video game history in college or or something like that, I'm sure that Final Fantasy VII is all up in there. It has to be. Yeah. You no, know, I know. Just like from storytelling and and actually, like it was one of the first double disc games mm-hmm. and whatnot. That being said, the remake, eh, not so much. I, I, I actually, I'm not a fan. Really, I enjoy the remake. I I put in a lot of time playing the remake when it dropped. Um, 
I don't have a PlayStation 5. I got a PlayStation 4, so I wasn't able to get, like, um, Integrate, like, which is the second part of, like, Final Fantasy's ever remake part one. I didn't get that. Yeah. So See, that's too complicated, by the way. And like, I'll agree with that. They, because they did make, they're doing it in part ones and part twos and mm-hmm. three, three, four, and five. And I'm just like, no, it needed to be one big, polished, complete game. And there's no reason they couldn't take it like two or three more years and release the full thing completely done and polished and bug free on the 25th anniversary. I mean, that would have been perfect. My big thing with it, like, I enjoyed the remake, but my biggest concern with the remake is I'm going to borrow from another thing that we're wondering if we're ever going to get or or how long it's going to take is like the game of Thrones books mm-hmm. i don't know with the how they're like the first game and they did say that later on game parts are going to be bigger or cover more of the story but the first game was midgar yes the first or part one and like oh, I, going back to my first time playing final fantasy 7 but this is one thing that this is one of the things that blew my mind about final fantasy 7 is the first time i played final fantasy 7 and you're in Midgar, and you're playing it, and I thought that was the game. Yeah, like, I thought that was the <laughs> game. And so the first time you leave Midgar, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, there's a whole world here." Yeah, mind blown. Mine was blown, and then you play the whole game. But now they went back, and my whole notion of oh, Midgar's a full game. That's what they did was part one was they made the full game Midgar, mm-hmm. which I had a lot of fun in. I'm like, how many parts are there going to be? I, yeah. I, Where's I'm, my airship? My thing is like I'm a 33 year old man, and at the pace you're going, am I am I going to be <laughs> approaching my 50s by the time I finally get to fight? You're going to be dead, motherfucker. I know the so water wars are going to kill you. That's, before the that's my seven. that's my concern with Final Fantasy is I did enjoy the remake, but I still am just a little bit like, what's the pace in here, guys? Like, is part two just going to be going to Gold Saucer or even less than that? Like, how how much story? Like, I uh, I'm just Gold Saucer. That's a deep cut. That's mm-hmm. deep. Hey, hey, I, I mean, I from what we're we gonna get chocobo racing, that's all I want to know. Oh, if they, don't, <laughs> if they don't, if they do not bring back chocobo, oh my gosh, you just am I gonna get to fight the weapons in an airship? Like, I mean, seriously. there's so much game to cover, and I just yes. don't know how they're gonna get it all out to doing pieces this small. There's so much game to cover. Well, from what I understand, um, part two of the remake will possibly be teased sometime this year, early this year, because. You gotta remember, it came, this came out in 2020, right yeah. around the time during the pandemic. So a lot of us had time to sit at home and play the first part. You know, it's funny because even I was playing again. I'm like, did they squeeze the whole thing into this, or did they break this up? And then you know, once you finish the game, you realize, okay, this is the end of part one. So there's definitely more yep. parts coming here. Um, Hopefully we get a reveal soon because I know a lot of us have been waiting on pins and needles to figure out when part two is going to be coming out. I mean, they have um, released um, a trailer for The First Soldier, which is a tie-in to the Final Fantasy VII um, story. You know, plus, again, there's Intergrade, which is the second part of Final Fantasy VII Part One. That's t- that deals with um, Yuffie. Um, you know, too complicated. Too complicated. I mean, to yeah. me, that's a bit too much. I mean... Mm-hmm. But that is also fun. I mean, that's one thing about Final Fantasy VII is it's always been too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're known yeah. for. They, they're getting they're getting into Street Fighter level, where it's Street Fighter II Mega Extreme oh, Turbo yeah. 2017 Edition. Yeah, yeah. Good old Street Fighter II Alpha Turbo 5.3. X. Like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. throwing X in yeah, there. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like... And they did, because there was Street Fighter EX. That was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I loved when they were. I mean, I, it makes sense why because of the media Street Fighter was originally on. Is the reason why there's so many different versions of Street Fighter Two is someone would come up with like three new characters uh-huh. two years later, and they're like, "We'll just put them in the new game." Shove cabinet. them in there. And so, but because you can't just run an update on a game cabinet, you have to make a whole new game cabinet. Yeah, you have to di- differentiate it from the original, the other one. So that's why you had Street Fighter Two Alpha. And so, like, I get it, but it's like once. We moved past that, and they kept banging out versions of Street Fighter Two. That's where you're like, "Hey, what are you doing now? Mm. Now you're just, just getting weird." Yeah. <laughs> All right. And this, and this is this is coming from someone who owns Street Fighter Five and has barely played it because, really, I just don't want to shell out the money. For all the extra mm-hmm. stuff that I have to buy for it, like yeah, I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, they're crazy with the DLC. Like Capcom, Capcom, y'all got to get better at this because, like, if you're gonna say you're gonna give sell the full game. Sell the full game. Like, st- yeah. st- stop all this extra microtransaction crap. Stop it. Yeah. Enough of that. I, t- uh, I tell you what, the worst, if we if we can take a brief sidebar mm-hmm. here, the worst microtransaction is Civilization to me. I heard. Is, I've heard. Because because I, I'm like, okay, I got Civilization 3 or 4 or whatever. And some friend, some work buddy is like, oh, you play, you like Civilization? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And it's like, okay, you want to play a versus game? And I'm like, okay. So we like have to schedule time because we're adults now. So it's really hard. So we carve out some time, and then I get in, and it's like, oh, this guy has 12 expansions you don't have in order to play. So it's like I spend like $120. Yeah. $120 just to be able to play one fucking game. We play for two hours, and then never again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, now I got all these expansions. I'm not going to play them. I don't right. beat the game I mean, personally. That, that is a very good experience, but I think that forever will, will forever be the worst DLC in the world. At least in my opinion, was Metal Gear Survive mm. came out. You had a safe slot, cool, right? And it was a bad game. Let's just say it was a good game. You, you have a little brother. He wants to play Metal Gear Survive. You had to buy additional oh, save slots. Oh, that's the They word. literally made it where you had to like if you you look to have one game. If anybody else, your friend comes over and wants to play, somebody else wants to play Metal Gear Survive. Luckily, it was a terrible game, so nobody wanted to play it. But the, 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 you had to buy save slots. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Huh. Especially because at the end of the day, you, you're saving as with the new, because it came on the PS4. So we're right. long past the point of memory cards. As of, so you're saving it on your console. It's right. your hard drive space. You're literally paying them to allow you to save your game on your hard drive. And I'm like, ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I mean, moving on to the next bit. Um, now normally we'd get a reveal for the next war or the next um, NetherRealm Studios game around the time of the Video Game Awards. They didn't do that last year, and you know we still haven't heard anything from Ed Boon, but they're saying that Mortal Kombat 12 may have been tw- may have been teased on Twitter. I have yet to really see anything in that regard, but. You know, everyone's been speculating on what Ed Boon is work- and NetherRealm Studios is working on next. Is it going to be Mortal Kombat 12? Is it going to be Injustice 3? Is it going to be a Marvel versus DC game or a Marvel Marvel standalone fighting game of some sort? We don't know. Ed Boon being think a- we were past, <laughs> I didn't think we were past Mortal Kombat 5, honestly. <laughs> I'm behind the time. Last one I played was like three, I think. Mortal Mortal Kombat. Because I I was trying to like follow up on some of the lore and Mortal Kombat has gone all like 
time travel There's two different yeah. timelines. Mm-hmm. There's the original one, and there's this new one. And then they, like, merged them just recently. And all I'm sitting here is like, this is a... This is a, a fighting game where you rip people's spines out. Why is there suddenly all this deep lore of like, well, no, because there's like multiple versions of Scorpion, and I think there's like a there's a hero Sub Zero now, and then there's, but there's still also evil Sub Zero. And the whole time, I'm like, hold the foe. This is still the same game where you could literally uppercut a dude's head off, right? Like, how did we get into this weird time paradox and timelines and multiple versions and parallel universes? Like, what's going on? What the hell's going like- on? As a person who's been an avid Mortal Mortal Kombat player, you know, Mortal Kombat 9, which is what the newest version was called when it came out in 2011, um, was, again, it was essentially like kind of like a time travel, it was, a, it was essentially a time, a time travel story where they kind of like rebooted yeah. the Mortal Kombat franchise just with some alternates. Mortal Kombat X, which was... Essentially, Mortal Kombat 4 made better. And then the latest one, which is Mortal Kombat, you know, 11, which is where they really went with all the time, time travel, and, you know, it got it got real, real, real crazy, you know. I'm, I'm completely lost. I'm going to take this opportunity to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. I will be back. I will let you and Don L talk about the, the inner workings of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, so. That's what I was going to say. It's just, just in your... Just your explanation is like, see, this is what I mean. It's gone crazy. Is this like, like they, they, all they, over the place? They they try to they try to explore some new things. And don't get me wrong, Mortal Kombat Nine, love it. Mortal Kombat X, yeah. I appreciate it a lot more. Mortal Kombat Eleven, the grind is kind of hard, but as far as the story is concerned, it had some issues, but they kind of cleaned it up at at the end. But again, we don't know what the next Mortal Kombat is going to be. You know, yeah. is it going to be a direct sequel to Mortal Kombat 11? Is it going to be a prequel? You know, because with the way the latest story mode ended for Mortal Kombat 11, it can it, it can go either way. It can go into another sequel, or you know, it can go to like a full super, you know, prequel. Essentially, it can yeah. go to it can go into prequel territory. But Again, I haven't really seen anything to let me know that Mortal Kombat 12 is on the way. Just maybe a couple of stills or something like that. We're probably gonna not. We're probably not gonna know anything until like I would guarantee you, like within like maybe the next couple of months or so. Because again, Ed Ed Boon tends to be a big troll, especially on Twitter. So <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen? You know, especially because of the fact that a Mortal Kombat 2 movie has been greenlit. So that's coming. Hey, the, the I. Very much enjoyed that more more than I thought I would. I enjoyed that Mortal Kombat movie, the most recent one. Um, it was it was entertaining, and they made a character who I never had any affiliation with or like, someone I enjoyed very much because Kano was a blast in that movie. Oh, very much so. Very much. <laughs> and I was just like, I never would have given Kano a second thought in yeah. a movie because he was always like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I love about Mortal Kombat is how much they have done with literally the the building blocks that Mortal Kombat came off of, of, you know, you had Scorpion and Sub-Zero, but they were just palette swaps, and then they yeah. started introducing like, uh, Rep, Rep, Reptile, not Reptile, yeah. uh, Reptile, and like all those ninjas who are palette swaps, and for many, I think, Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, that's, like, they had different moves, of course, but that's yeah. all they wore, they didn't put it stuff, but now, like, Reptile is a full-on 
reptile lizard. The, yeah. I don't know what the red dude was, but now he's a cyborg ninja. And like new, like things like Noob Cybot, which was a mm-hmm. joke character, but now they've fleshed out a whole backstory for yep. him and made him, you know, and, and so and it's just like Mortal Kombat really just was like had so much like kind of when they said scrappy, we don't even know what we're doing. Yep. When they came into the game and oh, here's a bonus character. It's just a green ninja, so that's new. And I guess he's a reptile base and this stuff. And now to, to this world that they built, it is quite amazing. I, yes. I will give them props for, for it because I'm just like, yeah, this is you. This is lunacy in some levels because like you literally had nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you built this whole story. The storyline is off the walls, and I have no idea what's going on anymore. But they built a whole universe out of it. <laughs> yeah, they, they've definitely taken a lot of liberties over the past couple of years with the Mortal Kombat mythos. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll, I can, all I can say is I'll be interested to see what NetherRealm Studio has in store for us next. So it'll probably be a while before we hear from them. So, you know, I guess we can sit on our, sit and twiddle our thumbs until that, until that drops. Um, yeah. This next piece of news I just threw in here because I thought it was interesting. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, um, Michael Mann, who directed the movie Heat, is actually working on a sequel, but is actually going to be a book. Um, yes. Heat 2 was originally, was almost a video game. And after hearing that, I don't think I wouldn't have minded that so much, because... Uh, I mean, if if you, anybody who grew up and got to see Heat, like, that was, that was a crime caper. And everybody oh, yes. loved that movie and just thinking about it. So yeah, you make a game where I get to live out of being, being a, a bank robber and just all that stuff. Like, yeah, oh, I'm on board. Right. I'm definitely on board. As long as there's, like, the the little details in there. Right. Like, what, like, yeah. He, he was just amazing. He was fantastic. He was wonderful. Like, I mean, the book, I don't know when the book is slated to come out, but I did think it was an interesting uh, medium that he chose to direct a sequel. I guess... Yeah. Trying to do a movie would be kind of far-fetched, considering how many years it's been since the first movie dropped. But I don't think I wouldn't have minded it being a video game. I thought I think that probably would have been interesting. Um, so, so, if you want to experience the closest thing to Heat, the video game, there's a little game called Payday 2. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all bound being bank robbers and that stuff. But the thing that I love, they pay homage to Heat. There is a mission in Payday 2. Where you basically like you're you're running down the street trying to get to the van, and there's just like it's like really they did a lot of t- tongue in cheek like references to Heat in it, mm-hmm. and like it was a later like Payday Two had come out and it was later on DLC. I just remember the first time because I used to play with my friends. The first time me and my friends were playing it, and we were like, "Are we, are we in Heat right now?" We're just like, <laughs> Heat. <laughs> it's like, this is fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's probably the closest you'll get is look out, check out Payday 2. I'm a huge fan of it. I haven't played it in a while because you know it's been years, but it's it was it was it's good to you. I wonder if they're gonna have a scene where you play the the like the lookout where you gotta look for like the details. I mean they're not making the game, Robert. They're not making heat. Uh, it's it's just a book. Ah, uh, read it, the notes, Robert. No. <laughs> I, I mean, but like I mean, like I said, like I, th- I think it would have been an interesting game, I, and I think a lot of people would have bought it. Honestly speaking, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people would have bought it. But um, the book should be interesting. Who like, doesn't want to do a heist? It's just that right. <laughs> speaking of heist, you know, 
coming off the news of um Xbox um Xbox buying who did Xbox buy Microsoft bought My, Microsoft, Microsoft bought Act- Activision Blizzard for ninety billion dollars. Sony and in turn. Sony freaked out and, and was like, "We gotta buy something too. What can so, we buy? Bungie for three point six billion dollars." Yeah, Bungie yeah. was bought by Sony for three point six billion dollars. Bungie owns a great deal of properties. I believe Halo was one of them. If I'm not no, mistaken, no, Microsoft. No. So Bungie made the original Halos, right? But when Bungie split from Microsoft, Microsoft retained the right to Halo. So yeah, uh, they, they don't okay. get. They got Destiny. They got a few other games. Hmm. So one is I was talking to some people about this. One is I think, uh, but I also don't agree with this. But if Sony wanted to have an impact. They need to go after either, and I looked. I actually was looking up like company net worths and how much money they have for spending and capital and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And they could afford these two. Is even though that one of them isn't as popular and it does have a lot of brands, is they should have bought Ubisoft or mm-hmm. EA, yeah, like to really have a partnership. But another coin, like I actually hate this right now. I hate that Microsoft bought Activision. I don't like that uh, Sony bought Bungie because it's starting an arms race. Yes. where the yeah. major players, which are Microsoft and Sony. And but EA is pretty big too, where they could kind of think. And then we went for so there's always been console exclusives. You've always mm-hmm. had your games that are mm-hmm. just on mm-hmm. Sony, just on Microsoft, but they were made in house. And then right. Microsoft started by, by buying Bethesda mm-hmm. uh, and stuff, started buying up things. And then now it's just like, yeah, it's just an arms race where suddenly all these games that you used to be able to enjoy, no matter if you were Xbox or Sony or even Nintendo to some extent, yep. suddenly they're locked behind a, a console wall. Yeah, there's been all this talk about because Activision, their biggest game series is Call of Duty, hands mm-hmm. and it's also one of the biggest game series out there. Even though it flounders and people always talk bad about it, every year people buy it. Like I, I so like clockwork. Like, Call of Call of Duty sucks, man. Why did the belt highest selling first person shooter yeah. then? If it sucks so bad, why are we all still playing it? Exactly. But anyways, there's all this talk about oh Microsoft isn't gonna lock it behind a. The, the, the console exclusive. I'm like, oh hell yeah! Not at first. They, well, they, that's, but they will later. They announced mm-hmm. that the next Call of Duty they're gonna is gonna be multi console. But I was like, yeah, that's because Sony already has a contract with Activision. Exactly. Sony had a contract with Bethesda and uh, for a game called uh, Deathloop. Yeah. That's the and as soon as Deathloop came out, now everything in Bethesda and shooting Star Citizen, I think is what it's called, is is a console. So I'm like, yeah, they're gonna honor their contracts because they don't right. want to fight it out in court. But I guarantee you, I think we're in Call of Duty. I don't know which one we're on, but I guarantee you, after this next Call of Duty comes out, it's done. Yeah, it's done. There's wait, no wait, wait, way. Wait, 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 can we roll back a minute? A Star Citizen is going to be a console exclusive. Mm-hmm. That's some well, bullshit. No, no. Computer and console. So oh, okay, okay. If Microsoft if, if, does if Star Citizen PC. didn't come out on PC after all this time, I that's, would be. But that's so thing upset. that pisses me off is, after, like you said, after all this time, this game has been being made for two console generations or three. But still, it's been being made for forever, and it's been touted as like the next big thing, and it's going to be on all the consoles. And then Sony's, I mean, Microsoft swoops in, buys the company, and it's like, nope, now it's locked to our console only. And I just, I, I literally, I, I'm being passionate about it, but I, I'm, I hate this. I hate because, like I said, it's starting the arms race, and suddenly, even like I'm more of a Sony dude, but I'm even not excited about Sony buying up more com- companies because it's like, yeah, now, now we're just, we're I, just I, locking the gates. I, I think antitrust is going to step in and stop the Activision. Uh, acquisition. It's going to be a slippery slope. It's going to be a slippery slope because now I, I mean I'm not a big person into the I'm not into the, I'm not into the console wars. I'm not, I've never been into that. 
granted, I'm a Sony guy. That's all I've ever owned. I've owned, I've had all the Playstations. You know, Xbox yeah. was never really my thing. But yes. mm-hmm. yeah, at, screw Xbox. I'm not a fan of Xbox. At, at the same time, I do respect, you know, both companies. You know, and like you said, Donnell, like it's gonna create an arms race because now it's like certain titles that you know PlayStation would get and certain titles that Microsoft would get is like the tables are gonna turn and then it's just gonna mm-hmm. be like what's gonna be left to play? Like, you know, there's gonna be I mean it, I'm pretty indie game. Indie game. Yeah. I mean the, the game of the year was Valheim, mm-hmm. which was made by like five people in in the, the Europe. But but here here's the thing. And while it wasn't indie game when it was bought, if indie games keep getting traction, which they should, and this Andre starts, they'll be part of it too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a big enough indie game where you matter, because I'm thinking of the big one I'm thinking of. It wasn't indie game at the time it was bought, but as far as the game was Minecraft. And then guess what? Mm-hmm. Microsoft swooped in and bought Minecraft. Like if you're if you're indie, like I said, if this Andre starts and indie games do start getting traction. What's to stop them from buying indie games next and the indie studios? And then we're just getting more now indie games has been one of the freest forms of video game content because like the indie developers aren't concerned with, uh, you know, console power and they're not concerned with, uh, you know, being exclusives. They're just about making great games a lot of right. times. And so now we go into the world where indie games are now being, you know, these great games that were, you know, the best that you could get or not the best, but the like most freedom you could get, I, I'll say. Are certainly being locked behind the the same bullcrap that the big studios are. Well, and and that's why antitrust is going to come in because we're not talking about titles, right? We're not Mm -hmm. talking about World of Warcraft versus Halo versus whatever. It's platform wars, right? Because Mm -hmm. because you've got uh, BattleNet with Activision Blizzard, you've got Xbox Live, you got whatever PlayStation's doing. I don't Mm -hmm. think theirs is very super great. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you got you got Steam. You know, you got you got uh, what's the EA one? Uh, Origins or uh, is it is it Origins? Yeah, EA Origins, um, Epic Games, Super Epic Games, yeah, and then Epic Games. It's like it's going to be the consolidations of the platforms because yeah. once you control the platform, you control all those users yep. and everything underneath it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that and we're going to be reducing platforms and yeah. a pretty big one because BattleNet is huge. Yep. compared to compared one to the, the rest. Originals. Of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, congratulations to Sony for buying Bungie. For three point yeah. six billion dollars, but if, I, if I, they undo the Activision deal, I don't think they'll. I think they suddenly still gets to keep Bungie, Bungie. So I guess that'd be a win in their cap. I, I, I think the joke is is that is that Bungie is going to break off again mm-hmm. in a few years, just because this is like the third or fourth time they've yeah. been acquired by yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. But that'll do it for video game news, guys. Um, whatever thoughts you have on anything we're talking about as far as video game. Feel free to post it in the comment section and let us know what your thoughts. Now we're going to move on to some quick reviews. Again, these are some of the TV shows that I watch. I don't know if any of you guys watch them, but um, you can incorporate some of your TV shows over like So, 911 Lone so, Star. Hmm? I was just going to chime in because I was going to say, so, because, uh, yeah, we looked at your list, and one is we we cover Peacemaker on our show. Okay. So we definitely, definitely have uh, okay. Peacemaker. And then we, me and Robert went ahead and we decided we were just going to check out because we, we most of your list we hadn't seen before. We were going to each just kind of check out a show. So mm-hmm. Robert checked out uh, Superman and Lois, and then I checked out Batwoman. So we got 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 some got mm-hmm. some input on those. Also. Okay. All right. So nine one one Lone Star. This past Monday ended off the four part Ice Storm miniseries or mini arc that they had going on. You know, I don't watch a lot of procedurals, not since SVUs. 
you know, SVU was one of the shows I used to watch a lot, like religiously, but but I haven't watched I haven't watched I've watched Law and Order in a while, so like nine one one and nine one one Lone Star have been like one of the procedural shows that I've watched on Fox. You know, this episode was actually pretty good. It ended it off, you know, one of the characters who was pregnant had her baby. One of the characters who was kind of in a coma wakes up. You know, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But that's that so that's enough of the boring stuff. Superman and Lois. Again. Man, okay, so I was a huge, I came into, I want, I want to talk about the Arrowverse in general, right? right. Because this is part of the Arrowverse. I, I, I ignored it for a long time, and then I came into the Arrowverse, I want to say season nine or something like that, and I, and I binged it all, and I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. And I really got into Legends of Tomorrow and uh, The Flash and everything, and it, and it was really good. And then they kind of got to like one of the crisis crossovers. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, after that, I was like, I, this is unwatchable. <laughs> I haven't watched Batman, Batwoman or any of that stuff. And I, I tried watching Supergirl, which I couldn't get into ever. Um, and, and I did check out the first episode of Superman and Lois and couldn't get into it. And I watched the most recent episode of this week. And there's just so much going on. <laughs> I don't know what they like. It's, it's Superman and Lois. They're in it very little. Especially Superman, uh, they've got they've got a Bizarro Superman thing going on, which which looks amazing, dude. The mm-hmm. way they're doing him is awesome. Um, but they've got all this stuff with like Lois's sisters in a cult of some sort, and I, you know, like the kids are developing their superpowers, which I guess is kind of cool. Like it's kind of weird to have Superman with kids that have powers, but he isn't like training them at all. They're just kind of wandering around making mistakes, and they're like <laughs> evil grandfather has to step in. Like, it's very complicated, and I'm just like, this is a lot and not enough of what I came to see. <laughs> so just to, just to kind of give you a brief uh, synopsis of Superman and Lois, um, but before I do that, what crossover did you watch? Or which crisis was I watched it? all the crossovers, all the crisis crossovers. And and every I like the one like there was there was the previous cross I think the first crossover was where they had the the the, the dark universe that crossed over with the Nazis. Oh yeah, so Crisis um, on Crisis on Earth X, which to me is the best one. That yeah, no, it is really good. I did watch Crisis on Infinite Earth um, when they brought in the Monitor, mm. and and I was like, yeah, this is this is really good. And I'll stick and if they and whenever they have those, I'll have I'll watch them, but. Mm. Like when when Legends of Tomorrow turned into some kind of weird like reality TV show, I was like, what yeah, the hell is going like, on? Uh, <laughs> and this is like this is something I tell people because like I rode hard for Legends of Tomorrow in the beginning. I like rode yeah. hard for it. It was like, great. It was yeah. great in the beginning. But I like last season, I struck like I didn't even finish last season, and I haven't started watching new one because like you said, like they started turning into just some weird like reality like. I don't even consider it a DC show anymore because it's like it doesn't look like it. <laughs> there's there's the only DC character on there is like who is it? Commander Steel. John, I mean Constantine was there, but now he's been gone. Like Yeah, I was so weird that they looped in Constantine yeah. in the Legends of Tomorrow because he lost his own show. Like, like I, I completely I completely checked out of Legends of Tomorrow. Like completely checked out. Um, I, I think the problem with those shows now is they got really bad and dipped off. And even if they got good now, you would have to do so much catching up through so yeah. much shit yeah. to get there. Like, cause you can't just jump into those. You need the backstory. Yeah. yeah. You need to have been there from season one to understand what's going on. But just to quickly explain Superman and Lois, Superman and Lois is essentially a spinoff of the Supergirl series. Um, Tyler Hecklin 
made his debut of Superman in the first two episodes of season two of Supergirl. Um, so he's t- and he's he, an awesome Superman. By yes. the way. I think he's an awesome Superman. He definitely. I don't know with that stubble though that he's got going on. I'm like the glasses aren't hiding shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like the biggest complaint that people have with Tyler Hecklin Superman is that he was practically nerfed in Supergirl. Like in in like yeah, in that, in that they wanted Supergirl. Well, yeah. Supergirl in the comics is more powerful because yeah. she spent all this. She spent like a shit ton of time. In, in a in a pod circling yeah. the sun yeah. and just soaking up. So technically, she is stronger than Superman. Yeah. He in raw power. Mm-hmm. He's just more tuned at using it. Yeah. yeah. So Superman and Lois, and 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 it's hard because we've been trying to figure out the. I mean, yes, it takes place in the Arrowverse because it's on the CW, of course, and that's where Tyler Hagen premiere. But it's how, like, how funny is it, by the way, that it gets to be called the Arrowverse? Like the Green Arrow yeah. gets yeah. to name the, the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I it's get not it. The be- DC universe or the spy or the Superman universe is the Arrowverse. Like, <laughs> I've always called it the T the DC TV universe. That's what I've always called it. But that's a good one too. But the like, CW. Yeah, the CW verse. You know, because yeah, it's like universe. There it is. I mean, even though technically speaking, Smallville was the start. Arrow yeah. was, the... was good. Smallville yeah. was good for the for its time. It's dated yeah. now, but Smallville was really good for its time. Yeah, like, but Arrow was like the one who really like kicked it off. That's what a lot of the shows spend off of. The Flash spend off of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, Supergirl. I mean, Supergirl was his own show on so, P- yeah, CBS. See, I, think, I think that was a mistake because they put Supergirl in a separate universe. Yeah. They could have crossovers by crossing the universal barrier. Yeah. But it was a mistake to keep her separate. Yeah. I mean, eventually at the end of um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, they all combined into one universe. But like by that yeah, time... They, they broke it. Yeah, they, they, how, they, ama- how amazing would it have been if C- if like Doom Patrol had started actively showing up in the CW? Yeah. And like our, our girl, our girl, Star Girl, which mm-hmm. we cover on the Watching It podcast, um, is a great show that's, yes. that started out on DC Universe and moved over to the CW. Like, if the Titans had come in, yes. like, with their darkness, like, that would have been so great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 I was... and if Peacemaker mm-hmm. could show up. Oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's bring in... Yeah, let's get Margot Robbie up in the CW yeah. as as her version of uh, Harley Quinn and yeah. see what happens. I, I enjoy Superman and Lois, not only because of its production quality, because if, if, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I'd be okay if it just went to HBO Max and stayed there. Honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Honestly, speaking. I mean, look from this episode, I was intrigued. I think yeah. they've got too much going on, but as you said, yeah, the production quality is a step above the other Arrowverse shows. Yes. Like, I cannot stress enough how how awesome uh, they make uh, Bizarro look. Yeah. Even though, I mean, they didn't really do it super crazy, mm-hmm. like they might have done in like Doom Patrol, or you know, yeah. if it was a DC, if it was a uh, HBO, HBO Max, Max mm-hmm. show. But but I mean, they made him scary and yeah. weird cool like for sure so just a quick recap superman and lois takes place i guess in the arrowverse um <laughs> superman and lois and their two kids originally it was actually one kid they only had one kid but then the crisis on infinite earth happens and they ended up having two kids so they got two sons um things happen superman's mom dies so they move back to smallville to pretty much you know 
live. They move back to small as a way, Clark's thinks of it as a way for the kids to, like, you know, grow up and mature and everything. Um, again, they got two. Get, he has, get them that hard farm labor. Basically, yeah. So Even though they're super beings. No, no. Te- now, technically speaking, only one is because they have two. Like I said, they have two sons. They have Jonathan Kent and Jordan Kent. Jordan, the dark-haired kid, he has powers. Jonathan, the blonde-haired really? kid, doesn't. He doesn't have powers. Really? Exactly. So, boy, that's a shadow to live in right there. Yeah. So that's the, so so that's the so the first season is Superman dealing with the fact. In fact, is Superman was dealing with the fact that you know. One of their sons has powers, and before he and before that, you know, they were dealing with the fact that he has like anxiety and like you know a lot of personal issues and stuff. So they moved to Smallville. Of course, he runs into his old high school sweetheart Lana Lang. You know, then there's the um, arrival of Morgan Edge, who turns out to be a long lost brother of Clark's named Talro. Um, turns out, uh, Superman's well, mother. Something the shark shit right there. It turns out Superman's mom had a kid with another Kryptonian, so Superman has a half brother, Tauro, You know, so uh, then, and then of what? course, and then of course, there's this other story where in an alternate universe, there's so much going on. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot going this on. This is some DC shit right yeah. here. This is some DC writing right here. So then, in an like, al- so then there's the other part, so then the other part is in an alternate universe, Superman is evil. Lois Lane. Yeah. Lois Lane is married to John Henry Irons, who we all know is Steel. Steel. Yeah. And they have a and they have, <laughs> and they have a daughter. Now, in that universe, Superman and a couple other Kryptonians, which kind of ties into the main universe, Superman, they take they essentially take over the planet. Superman kills Lois. So then. Oh, wow, that's getting dark. John Henry Irons, he builds his suit of armor as a way to combat Superman. He ends up crossing through a multi-dimensional portal where he ends up in uh, CW's version of Superman and Lois. He ends up in their universe. So, long story short, he tries to kill him, but then he realized that this isn't his Superman, so they team up. They take down the other Kryptonians because apparently there's uh, some new form of Kryptonite that's giving people Kryptonian powers. And did I say Maxwell Lord? I meant to say um, what the hell is that criminal's name? Um, Morgan Edge. I meant to say him. So Clark's so Clark so Superman's low Superman's brother is masquerading as Morgan Edge, and then a whole bunch of other stuff ensues. But I mean, I enjoy it. I I, I think this I enjoy the series. I, I think you know, I would, I don't fault anybody for enjoying it because it's I mean it's it's fine television. It's just a lot for me. It's so but, so I mean I mean in this late, last episode they did touch on you know adding to like the cult stuff and and whatnot. Yeah. They did talk about like oh there is a drug there's like an inhaler out there that gives mm. you Superman powers for yeah. like a, for like a few hours and like people are taking it to like juice up in sports games and and then yeah they did they did have steel in there though he got his ass kicked pretty yeah. Hard. Real so, quick by uh, Bizarro Superman. Yep. Yeah, so there's that and that, but I will agree, Bizarro looks awesome. This is the best he's ever looked in live action. And then we didn't get a lot of live action versions of Bizarro. We had him in the Superboy series from like back in the '80s. We had a, a version of Bizarro in Smallville, but no, this one. I I, I like. That. I mean, it, I mean, we don't obviously not live action, but the uh, the Justice League. Yes. Like the mm-hmm. Superman cartoon mm-hmm. back in the nineties, oh, yeah. yep. like the Bizarro they had in that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So, 
Again, this week's I thought this week's episode of Superman and Lois was interesting. I can't wait for the next one. Batwoman. Mm. So, so I, I I tuned into Batwoman for the first time, um, and I, I so my 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 one of my issues with Batwoman, and this has nothing to do with that anybody who's playing her, and this is literally the character, is and I'm not even the character. I just feel like Batman has his all his sidekicks and spinoff characters. And I guess I just want to sit down with CW and be like, why Batwoman? Like, I, I just find her to be the least of engaging out of all. Like, I would have yeah. loved, like, if you want to be all female, I would have loved Batgirl. Yeah. She has a lot of story with all her different being, uh, hiding from her father, but then also, like, once he get, becomes an Oracle, maybe you don't, don't, you don't even do Batgirl, do Oracle. Maybe bring, do Oracle and the Birds of Prey. That'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, like, no, Birds like, of Prey is what they should be. Doing. I feel like that would be better. Or so, I like, I, I'm, I'm an avid Nightwing fan, so I will mm-hmm. always advocate for anything Nightwing. But then I'm like, oh, maybe a Jason Todd. Give me some of that. All right, uh, Red Hood. And so when Batgirl got, a, or Batwoman got announced, I was like, really? Out of everybody? You picked Batwoman. But I watched it. And the one thing that I found interesting is I don't know enough because I only watched this one episode. But like you know, Batman obviously is not there for some reason. Don't know why. But uh, what is there is he's out, he's out hanging with the uh, with the Titans. Mm. Uh, what is there that I thought was cool and I thought was was done really well is they got freaking Batwing in there. Yeah. And I've always thought that was an underutilized Bat hero. I mean, there's too many of them, so how are you going to use all of them all the time? Mm-hmm. But Batwing always is a cool concept. It's basically Iron Man, Batman, yeah. essentially. Um, and I like, I really like the suit in this. Uh, the the story, I was able to gather kind of what was going on that, that her, I guess it's her brother we find mm-hmm. out, or I found out, is somehow infected with like some Joker virus or turning into Joker. Um, and that uh, he's trying to basically get rid of her and kind of continue that. I had felt a little bit like Robert. Like, that was the main story, and that storyline was very engaging. And then they kept sprinkling in this other stuff on the side. <laughs> that I was like... That's, a, that's I, what the I, CW shows yeah, do. I was just yeah. like, your main story is engaging enough. Let's let's stay over there. But then they were, like, bringing up her and her relationship with... I'm not even sure who the character was, but this one chick. And I was just like, I'm, I don't... Like, I always say this about almost anything when it comes to superheroes and that sort of stuff, is I'm not here for their day-to-day life. I don't, I'm not, I don't watch Batman to see what Bruce Wayne is up to. I don't, I don't want to know what Captain America does in his downtime. I'm here for the hero. I'm here for the hero stuff. That's why I'm rolling in. And so when they're just dealing with her and her relationship with her not-girlfriend, but then at the end of the episode, I look at them together, I'm just like, I get that these heroes have personal lives. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, it would be, like, I don't it'd be like if the Captain America movie was like 25% him in the hospital room, like talking to his <laughs> love interest. Like, <laughs> like it's just, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for them to be normal people. I'm here. If, if we're doing a Batwoman show, I'm here for Batwoman. I don't need to know about her relationship with her mom. I mean, her relationship with her mom is pivotal to the story a little bit, but mm. so it was better that. But I'm not, I don't care about her girlfriend. I never cared about Bruce Wayne's girlfriend, except when it was Catwoman, but that's only because it played more into the story. Like, I just, I don't care. I don't care. That, the, <laughs> I don't know when it was Nicole Kidman, though. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the Batwoman series has had its ups and downs. The first season was rough, because as you guys probably aren't aware, uh, Ruby Rose played Kate Kane, the actual yep. Batwoman yep. in the first season. 
but it was just riddled with so many needless stories. There was re- there was really no direction where the story was going. So the first scene was kind of rough. The second season, she was out of there. That actress was out of yeah. there. She was like, "This is bad." <laughs> so like after Cutting off oranges and new black. <laughs> yeah. All right. So after the first season, Ruby Rose left, and so they introduced a new character by the name of Ryan Wilder, who would become the new Batwoman. So season two was, I can't. Season two was a drag, also. <laughs> season two. You're selling this. Season, you're the, I'm glad you had to watch this shit. Season, season two. Season two was a rough one. It was rough. Like the first half of season three was actually really good because it was, um, it was Batwoman trying to gather up all the, I guess all the villains' equipment that was lost from Wayne Manor. You know, so 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 what was that? But then the second half, you know, starts to get back into the CW territory. So, <laughs> but um, I'm only watching it because this is the last season. This is the final season of Batwoman. So I'm oh, trying to, um, yeah. So like, it got canceled. So they they gave him one more season, and this is it. So they're trying to finish it. And so like basically, you know, it's a lot of family drama. Ryan Walder's birth mother, mother comes back into play. She finds out she has a half brother. The half brother's actually crazy. He's actually yeah. nuts. So he had an encounter with a Joker when he was younger. He got hit with a with his like buzzer, and I guess it unlocks some kind of psychotic tendencies in his brain. So essentially, he's clowning him. He's crowning himself the new Joker. So that's mm. that's what's happening here. So he's the CEO of Wayne Tech. Which so I, so there's a lot there's a lot of stuff with that. I could get into that. I can get into that, but I really don't want to because a lot of stuff yeah. is complicated. Like you know, but um, yeah, you know, but yeah. I mean, enough about women. Let's get into Peacemaker. Yes, this this now late, we're talking about this this a great DC show. This latest episode was again. I was I didn't know if I was gonna end up liking Peacemaker, but I love this series. I love Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Uh, I personally think that this latest episode was a little muted. You know, yeah. we moved the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But the series as a whole so far has yeah. been amazing. James Gunn doing a fabulous job. Really awesomely integrating the uh, the, the 80s hair metal music. Mm-hmm. Even using, like, kind of more <laughs> modern hair metal bands. Like, the theme song is 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 by Wim Wham, which is, which is kind of a more modern, a more modern band. But also bringing in like a more obscure stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, faster pussycat, mm-hmm. like for for the for the like the fourth episode, mm-hmm. like that ending, just that's my jam. Mm-hmm. Like just such a beautiful ending, a great song playing House of Pain while everyone's just being lonely and like introspective, and just bring you know it's just the right mix of uh, of of serious depth. Mm-hmm. And and just raunchy comical Off humor. The wall, yeah, this show is where we are finding out the many talents of John Cena. Like, yeah, yeah. no, it's crazy. You know, we t- we talk about piano. on on the Washington mm-hmm. podcast how we hate John Cena because he's too good. He's mm-hmm. too good. He's such a nice guy. You know, he's doing Make a Wish stuff. He, you know, amazing. You know, amazing wrestler. And then speaks he's like, Mandarin. Okay, act with a lot <laughs> oh, of range. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't bring that up on our show. He he speaks Mandarin. Like. This really motherfucker. Well, well I just really gotta, well. I gotta kill John Cena. That's that's the <laughs> way it is. Making the rest of exist. us look yeah. bad. Like, yeah, he's gonna start. He's gonna start the second Mister Rogers neighborhood. Or so I, I mean, <laughs> watching watching him play the piano, I'm like, dude, what can you that not do? That was like, him. There's like, no way dude. that was, they were faking those large meaty hands. 
Right. I was like, I'm like, what can you not do now? Because it's like, I don't, I don't know. You might at some point you're probably gonna rival the Rock for star power, <laughs> and like, because this is John this, Cena for president. Like, this, this is, but like, <laughs> I love the direction that they're going with the series. Like, and like yeah. more each and each episode, you start you start to root root more and more for Peacemaker. Vigilante is still awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just watching all these guys interact with each other. James Gunn. Way more psycho than, you know, Peacemaker, though. I'll yes. I, I, I tell you what I want. This is a hot take I haven't said on the Washington podcast. Okay. Is, uh, is uh, I need more Amanda Waller. Yes. I really love that I, actress, and yeah. I love that character, and I love the way that that so, actress portrays that character. My theory is this, because uh, they did have, we did get a little Amanda Waller. My theory is this. This Peacemaker show was a test of, hey, is this going to fly? And I think Amanda Waller isn't in it because they want it to, like, before you go and you book her and have her, you know, as a main role in just a TV show instead of a movie, they wanted to make sure this was getting off the ground. So I, I think Waller mm. will be a bigger presence in season two. Um, but yeah, I think that they specifically store clear of having, because like, yeah, that, I can't remember her name, but that's who plays her. She's pretty big. You, you're going to need to cut off some checks. I've you said. Sure that you're paying, you're, that you're not cutting off checks for a show that's going to flop. So I feel like season one of Peacemaker, they cater for a guest spot in episode one, and they're like, let's see if this gets off the ground. And if so, yeah, because, you yeah, know, I mean, Amanda Waller is one of the, as a DC fan, which I've always been, she is like one of the people you love to hate, but also yeah. like you're glad she's there in some yeah. ways. Because like, uh, at the end of the day, like, well, I, I'm a big Batman fan and that stuff, and all the heroes are there, like, but... But when things are going sideways and you need someone to get in the gray or maybe even the black and stuff, you call Waller. Like, is he a hero? No. Is he a good person? No. But she gets stuff done. <laughs> like I she said, done. I said in the first Suicide Squad movie, like them casting Viola Davis as a man yes, Waller yeah. was brilliant. Spot on. Spot well, I, and no, I mean she is the Amanda Waller to to your your Patrick Stewart. Uh, yes. You know, Professor X. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the, the, the perfect match. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, no, see, I I really hope one day that they're gonna do a Batman Beyond movie, mm -hmm. and and I hope that they get her in there as Amanda Waller. Yeah, and like being you know, do, doing what she did in cloning Batman. And, mm -hmm. I wish. I wish we knew how many episodes this season of Peacemaker was. Seven. Eight. 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 Is, eight, is, eight. is, is it eight? I I think we've got two more episodes. Yeah, yeah we got yeah, two we more got episodes left. Yeah. We got, yeah, there's eight episodes. Um, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember because I see all the different shows that we do, but I'm pretty sure Peacemaker has already been greenlit for a second season. I mean, how could they not? So, yeah. How could they not? And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's talks about James Gunn doing something else with, I guess, who was another member of the Suicide Squad and making a series out of that. And I'm like... Hmm. If you if he can oh it had to be Idris Elba right maybe I guess if he has free time to do it probably what was his name because who no, who was a not we I mean there's a we could do an Anawai series like <laughs> maybe we get the King Shark of in there right. <laughs> or, or or maybe do a prequel series and get some polka dot man yeah <laughs> polka dot man origin story yeah. with all his yeah. crazy brothers and sisters and his mom. Because that actress who played her mom, she deserves a, a minor yeah. Oscar. For sure. Like just, just fantastic, and what what they put her through to to do that. Um, but, but yeah, this episode of Peacemaker was great. We finally got to see his father in full white dragon yeah. armor. 
and he um, has his followers in white dragon pillowcases. <laughs> that I thought was great. Um, yeah. And dude, the, the the butterfly takeover of the yes, yeah. That, Watching them all trying to smile as they walk slowly was creepy. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah. fantastic. I, act- I was about to say all the actors in that scene, like that's just great. Because mm-hmm. like you said, for us uh, on the other side, like when I smile, I just smile. So like. For them to be conscious, like, I need to get a demented, the most demented mm-hmm. smile I can get. And they all just knocked it out of the park. That, yeah, that was, that was some creepy freaking, yeah, no. But no, no, Peacemaker is a 10 out of 10 for me. It's one of the best shows on HBO Max right now. So I, I can't wait for the next episode. I literally can't wait for the next episode. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. We, we, we got to ask you, since you're talking a lot about HBO Max and DC, what are your thoughts on Doom Patrol? No, I haven't watched the latest season of Doom Patrol, but I love Doom Patrol. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I love okay, Doom okay. Patrol. I didn't think I was yeah. going to like Doom Patrol, but like when I started watching, I'm like, I can get into this. Yeah, you know, I that's, can... a, that's our show. That's the reason we have a podcast is Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, we can start with Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, that's so, yeah, that's our, that's our, that's our start. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, <laughs> I'm gonna try to schedule some time out to get to the latest season of Doom Patrol because I enjoyed it a great deal. Titans this season was I felt it was better. Yeah, no, I really like I really like this season of Titans. Uh, I thought this season was pretty good. I like that they're really bringing Raven into it finally. Yes. She's always like she was like the quote main character, the mm-hmm. main protagonist in the first season, but she didn't she wasn't she didn't have any powers really. Right. And the second season she kind of, you know, that it, it, it came to a head there, yeah. but now she's like She's fully formed. Mm-hmm. She can like teleport and everything, and is a complete badass. And I cannot wait for another season of that. It is so good. I am still upset that they canceled Swamp Thing. I thought Swamp Thing was a fantastic. Yeah, that series. is unfortunate. You know, it wasn't that great though. Really? You know, they they needed to just they need to fix some things, and I think they just gave up. Well, it cost them a lot of money. <laughs> it did. Yeah. No, in that in it in it and that's what made it amazing. But it was, you know, I mean you could yeah. say that it was over budgeted yeah. for, for the draw it was gonna get. But you, I mean you've got an over budget swamp thing. You can't do that cheaply. Yeah, you really you can't. can't put him in a styrofoam costume. <laughs> yeah, you really you know? can't. Like, <laughs> um I don't know if you guys watch the series Power. I don't know if you guys watch the Power Book I- Two. It, it, it power is one of those shows that it got away from me before I got into mm-hmm. it. So by the time I start noticing it, they're like, "We're on season six. and I'm just like, "I don't, I, I, don't I, I, I jump back in." I feel, I, I feel like yeah. it's a, sh- I feel like it's a show that I need to wait for it to be all done. Like The Wire, I didn't watch mm-hmm. The Wire until it was all done. It seems like it's very heavy. I and, felt and I, I needed, yeah. But I also have trouble like following the seasons because we're like on Power Book four. Is that like mean we're in season four? No, so, or is that a completely different show? It's a, it's a, from what I've gathered, you can correct me, but from what I gathered is like their power, the book one is one person's story. Yes. But it's told over multiple seasons. And then power book two is someone who was in power book one, but it's now their story. Yes. And I'm not sure if it's at the same time or not, or if it's at a different time. But yeah, so each book is a different character's story. Mm-hmm. And then each book can have multiple seasons because their story takes more than yeah. one season. This sounds very confusing to me. That's hard to <laughs> it, 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 it can be so like basically all the other books are spin-offs. So again, Power Book Two covers the main character's son from book one. So Power Book Two is a story of his son. Power Book uh, Three is a is a prequel kind of. 
It's a story mm. about one of the main guys, older accomplices. Um, there's a book for coming. In fact, that dropped yesterday. I'm going to be watching it later on tonight called Force. It deals with um, the main character's partner that he had in the, in the first in the original series. But um, the season finale was tonight of season two of Power Book 2. Um, it was, I thought it was awesome, but I know you guys don't watch, but it, it was, it was very interesting. Um, one of the guys said he can't, and I forgot, they actually are bringing in some other, more characters into the next season of Titans. Um, um, I forgot who got casted as Brother Blood for Titans season, um, four. Hmm. Um, somebody got casted as Brother Blood. I believe they're bringing in, oh my God, I literally just looked at this the other day. Um, there's another, there's a couple characters they're bringing in this season four of Titans, actually, but I know Brother Blood is one of them. Um, damn, now I gotta look it up. Let's see. I don't know, I just, I really want them to fix, uh, uh, Beast Boy. Yeah. Beast Boy needs some work. They, they started touching on that in this last season mm. where he, like, turned into a snake at one point. Yeah. But mostly he just turned into a tiger, and that's it. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 he needs to be turned into any animal. His but... name is Beast Boy, not tiger. Yeah. Speaking, speaking. Uh, I would like to say, you know what they need to bring in is Ms. Martian. Yeah. Ms. Martian, we need her to get up in this. Speaking of which, what are your guys' thoughts on Young Justice, um, what is this season called? Phantoms? Is that what the season's called? Oh, I liked it. I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, I've, I've been a big fan of Young yep. Justice. Young yeah, me Justice too. has been fantastic, and yeah. I was very upset or disappointed when it originally got canceled. Yes, so me too. Them bringing it back, it's, I mean, and, and they haven't missed a, they haven't missed a beat with no. it since they brought it back, so yeah. no, no, it was, it was good. I really like, um, yeah, I just really like the character they've been bringing in. Yeah. It's it's been yeah, it's good. I like the way that they deal with the Bat Family in that. Yeah, and that like it gets super shadowy mm -hmm. and <laughs> yeah, and there and there's like a big group of them in there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It was you know what I like the most about the latest season is like the the way that they end everything. Like yeah, the credit is always something a little weird. Mm -hmm. Like it's somebody telling a very like like a poem, like re reciting that or like. Superman just sitting on like the moon looking out in, at the earth and then he gets a call from Lois that like his son has got laser vision is fucking up the crib. But that that <laughs> that is the best post credit scene this whole season. Yeah. Fantastic. Like Superman literally taking off because his son might be doing some crazy miss at the sorry, house. Sorry, sorry. Now that you now that I'm like thinking about it, it's all rushing back to me. Man, the way that they've dealt with Vandal Savage this season. Ooh. Yeah. Just Ooh. Yeah. Fantastic. Everything. Just fantastic. Like, just like you, Donnell, I was I was highly upset when it got canceled. I was like, why oh, would you cancel was, one of mm -hmm. Yeah. It was why just such it? a good show. And it was like, everyone I talked to loved Young Justice. It was really popular. And they're like, we're canceling it. And I'm like, on what grounds? Like, <laughs> what What could be your reasoning behind? Like, it can't be that you're losing money on it. It's got to be one of your most popular shows. And exactly. Guy, it, it just baffled my mind when like, we're canceling Young Justice. And I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. There must have been like a writer's strike or some kind of money dispute or yeah, or something. Or maybe it wasn't selling enough toys. That's probably what it came down to. That's actually what that, they said. That's one of the main reasons is why they canceled because it wasn't mm -hmm. selling enough toys. I'm like, you asshats, like, get it together. Like, I mean, that's what cartoons are about, man. Right. Selling toys yeah. at the end of the day. TV shows don't have to worry about that, but cartoons, yeah. that, if you're not selling toys, you're not a good enough cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
that covers it for TV news. Again, there's not too many things. I'm just waiting for a couple of things to come back. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Invincible. I'm waiting for the yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. Invincible man. I'm waiting for a lot of shows boys. to just come back <laughs> to come back. So yeah, the only well, thing we got, I... yeah we got Picard coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, let's see, we're in a new new season of Snowpiercer. I don't know if you like if you watch that. I gotta it's, catch it's up on really that. I, I watched the first season. I haven't been yeah. watching the second season, but Snowpiercer is one of my favorite series. So I gotta catch up on yeah. that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, what else have we got? We got the Orville coming up Orville in a couple of months. I've been waiting for the Orville to come back. Everybody's been waiting. It's been so long. It feels it's, like it's, it's been forever. It's been about two. I think it's gonna yeah. be about two and a half years. Yeah, just about. It just I mean, about. COVID pushed mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna be the same without Norm Macdonald playing the the the, the jelly guy. Yeah, he's gonna right. be gone. I wonder if they're gonna just if he's just gonna be gone or if they're yeah. gonna try and get. Some, no, they're I mean, gonna just well, get rid of him. They're I mean, not gonna try and get somebody to do his voice. One thing mm-hmm. to remember though, Robert, is this. It like I said, it has been delayed. I know they had them sun filming. Like we might get. I mean, this it might be his last bit, but we might get a little bit of Norman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. might get a little that bit. They yeah. might. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But um, yeah, there's so many things, so many things upcoming. But um, other than that, guys, I think that'll practically do it for this weekly wrap up. Um, anything you guys want to plug in before we um sign off? Yeah, yeah, you can you can find us on our website, watchingitpod.com. From there, you can find ways to email us and links to all the services that we're hosted on. Uh, Donnell, what else should they do? Yeah, I mean, definitely if you you know. Thank you for having us on, letting us hang mm. out with you. And if you yeah. know your fans listening, watching, if uh, anything we said, you know, caught you, just definitely check out our podcast. Um, we're like Robert said, we're on basically all the podcast description. So, you know, you can find us anywhere at watching a podcast. Um, and yeah, just, we're just trying to keep our show going and growing. So yeah, we're more the merrier and send your input because we always love to hear feedback. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. It's definitely fun having you guys here. I enjoyed this a great deal. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. I was going to say for, you know, just a heads up for your fans who are watching, we're going to have you on our show. Come join mm-hmm. us over there. Yeah. Um, so if you want to just check out our podcast, just because we're going to have uh, – I, I, do, do I call you by your name or do I call you yeah, – It's okay. You can I, call was, me by I don't want to like, <laughs> drop your name and all your friends like, oh, my gosh, we no, know you, who you are. You so can definitely have – Mr. Blur. So definitely be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, I know next week is Super Bowl weekend, so I don't know if I'll be doing the show because I know people are gonna be wrapped up in the game. <laughs> who's, who's the underdog? Who's the underdog? I don't. I always. I don't. I don't care about the teams. So the Bengals. Are the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. I always, I always root for whoever the quote underdog is. Yeah. So, I for the I, I, um, whenever I don't have a dog and a horse, I always root for the underdog. Also, a dog um, and the horse, a dog and the race. <laughs> man, wow! We, we need to get off this show. <laughs> More than likely, what I'll probably end up doing is I'll probably research and see what kind of trailers and stuff is supposed to drop during the Super Bowl, and maybe I'll do a small review show on that. I don't know yet. I don't know, but I'll keep everybody posted. But um again the weekly wrap-up is back so i'm gonna try not to miss a beat and then you know just go from there but other than that guys thank all you guys for tuning in tonight i was happy seeing you guys back and donnell robert thanks for coming in onto the show i can't wait to get on your show and talk some more stuff (laughs) thank you we look forward to having you um and that'll just do it for it tonight guys i hope you guys enjoy the show um and we will catch you guys later we're out